things through Let's our minds. pretend like we're just getting started. This is Jacob Ross with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. You're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Hey, stranger. Hey. Who's this guy? Yeah, I'm back after a... Uh, You've been gone for... Yeah, because we didn't record a lot. It's been a month for you because... Yeah, because yeah, I had to cancel... Almost three weeks? I couldn't make Something. I couldn't make Sean's episode. make Sean's episode. Yeah, and then uh, last week I had to... Uh, Family emergency. Yeah. Family events. So yeah, I've been gone for a while, and uh, basically, it was all between. Pardon me, I'm getting. You're good. You're right. Making background noise. I'm sorry. You're good. Um, It was all between my girlfriend and her daughter being sick, and then my grand. Yeah, we uh, wasn't all that, but uh, we had the flus going around, so. Had some sick people around my place, and then my grandmother passed away last week, so very busy time, very stressful and sad time, and all that good crap, so that was why we didn't record last week. Um, that's me why. Did, me and Phil did Snakes and Stogies instead Thursday night, we're like, no. hey, I'm free tonight. I gotcha. He's my, he's my backup, man. He's my Yeah. Backup. Standing. He did a good job with the co-hosting with Sean. He, oh yeah. He, he asked like yeah. I knew he'd ask really good questions. Like, Dude, Phil, I, Phil comes in clutch. I was so disappointed about missing that episode, man. But I had to uh, had to take care of the fam. Yeah. These things but, happen. Yeah, and then all last weekend I was in Georgia. And, <laughs> Were you? Yeah, we went to Georgia for the uh, funeral. Oh, I got you for the weekend. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a long couple of weeks, man. But I'm back, well, excited, ready to get back to real life, that's and right? Real things. Well, this is uh, so, episode sixty nine. One away from seventy. For those of you that can't do math, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that would mostly be like counting. Yeah, that's not math. So this episode <laughs> is brought to you by our. Newest sponsor, MP Cages and Exotics, Mr. Sean. He is. I haven't been. So he's in like law enforcement, so I don't know if we should say his last name or not, but. Maybe not. MP Sean. Yeah, MP Sean. Which the MP in MP Cages and Exotics stands for Morelia Python, Cages and Exotics. Yeah. So I haven't been on since we've done the announcement with Sean. So. Yeah. I just want to say how awesome he is. He's, yeah, I've, been, he's been, I've been talking to him a lot, and I know you guys have already heard all this from Justin mm-hmm. and Phil the week before, but I don't care. Uh, Sean is a great dude, and we I we are super excited to have him sponsoring on us. On the THP team. Yeah, he... Uh, Team. He just he just came in at such a perfect time, man. Yeah, it was like, like it, that's it the was, kind of kind of situation where it's like this seems almost too coincidental. Yeah, and it was so coincidental. It was like <laughs> it was one of those things. You know, at first I was like, this is too good to be true, man. Like something's gonna happen. Something's not gonna work out. But mm-hmm. I got 
two racks on the way from him. So, yep. well, one on the way, one soon to be yep. on the way. He, so, uh, mine's coming too. Yep. Um, he's had. A f- I know. I've been. I sent him like an Instagram strategy, and I've been watching it, mm-hmm. and he's been. He's been working his magic on it. Yeah. So it's nice to see people like uh, Reptile Report when they gave a shout out to that episode we did with him. Mm-hmm. So I was glad to see that because I'm sure yeah. that'll help him out a that'll lot. That'll definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll, uh, so, it'll be good. I've been pimping Sean's name out left and right to people, man. It's, uh, yeah, we're super, very we're super duper excited. I'm already talking to him about, you know, another build in the future yeah. after I... Plotting what I need brainstorming what I need to get. he told me today to come up with like a list of stuff that I want man I, 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 I told him like dude that's dangerous <laughs> that's real dangerous right there but man I just I couldn't be more excited about mm-hmm. this this venture um you know and not just for us but for him you know I, I really hope that we can uh really I guess scratch each other's backs in a way, you know, I really hope we can help him out. And, uh, I really hope that, uh, some of our listeners go support him and, yep. uh, check him He's out on Instagram and Facebook. I don't believe his website's done yet. It should be soon. Uh, you can find him on Facebook and Instagram at MP cages and exotics, but we also cannot forget about Steve snake. Of course not. I was going to say it before we moved on. Louisiana, Steve. Yeah. Louisiana, Steve. You know what people in Louisiana know all about hmm. hot sauces. No. You know who's got hot sauces and snakes? Who? Steve. Snakesuary. He's got his Venom hot sauces. Carly won them at the auction. Yeah. I haven't asked, I meant to ask her what her favorite one was. She posted, her favorite was the Cottonmouth. She posted was about it? it. Yeah. She posted. I she, remember seeing the post, but I didn't whole, know if that was her favorite. Yeah. Okay, I'm pretty sure she you. said she, her favorite was the Cottonmouth. But that yes. That's, like I said, I've said that before. That's probably been my favorite too. Yeah. Which is odd because I'm usually not a fan of like salsa verde. Yeah. Like, I'm not used to good. I'm not a fan of like green salsas or anything. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Not that that it was flavor. really good, man. It's very good. And my, like for me, it's like I I don't like hot sauce. Like I'm not mm-hmm. a big hot sauce guy like at all, but I really liked all of those sauces. Like they're they're spot on, you know, and it's but they're hot, but they're If they're you want to give any of those a try, stevesnakesuary.com he's got the goods he's got the goods and don't forget to check out uh, what he's doing with uh, Steve Snakesuary he's becoming um, he's becoming very active on social media mm-hmm. I see I've been seeing him all over the place now and uh, he's a uh, he's a cool dude he's doing a lot of good a lot of education we need to get him on for an episode we do I can't believe we haven't done that we need to I felt kind of bad when I realized we've had show, we had Sean on before we had uh Steve yeah. on. We'll make it happen. About it. Yeah, no, for sure. It'll be on. Make it happen. He's doing some awesome stuff with his snakeuary, and uh, he's just an all-around awesome dude. So, um, In other news, Herpeticulture Magazine issue 5 dropped last night. Very pumped about it. Yep. Ready to start on issue 6. Herpeticulturemagazine.com. Buy copies. Read copies or read issues. Um, slowly working on putting all the backlog of articles on there. Um, Facebook and Instagram, all that good stuff. So, <clears throat> I actually ordered a copy of the first issue. Oh, yeah. And I don't know when I'm going to get it, but at some point I need to get them all. I'm interested. I'm very curious to get my hands on one myself. Yeah. I've seen too many videos and pictures of people with their own. Yeah. And said, man, I hope that is as good as it looks. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. So, if you guys aren't 
checking out the Herpeticulture magazine. Uh, you need to pull your head out from under the rock you're living under and check it out. Billy and Justin are really making way on that. And uh, Nipper did a really, some awesome really baller article on Atheris. Nipper's just a baller in general, man. Dude, that article's like 10 pages long. No. But here's the thing. He covers like six or seven species. So each species gets its own page. So it talks about like the distribution, their venom, um, how common they are in like the hobby. Mostly it's more aimed at like the European hobby because there's some Mm. stuff that they have over there that we don't have here. Um, Being that he's European. Right. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed that one. I really like throwing it together. I was kind of surprised I, I, at I, I, how creative I made it because I was yeah. like, that's something I struggle with all the time is trying not to make articles look exactly the same constantly. Right. So you're I've doing been, a good job. I've been it's, playing with it. You're you're <clears throat> definitely sought at the techie stuff, but I think it's good to get like you know perspectives like that from people around the world. You know, like well, not just not just the hobby in the U.S., the hobby in Europe, right. the hobby in Australia. You know, what's it look like? What are the differences? And getting you know people's taking the magazine on stuff is you know a way I sent to start a message that. to uh to peter birch because i want to see if he'd be the industry spotlight for an upcoming issue but i don't know if he read it or not with who peter birch the guy that does critter cam over in australia yeah yeah I don't know, it's just it'd be cool yeah, or no, for sure there's some Aurelia guys over there that i should head up but that's the issue because i'm a snake guy i'm constantly like snakes are on my radar more than anything else right and i'm trying to keep it diverse right so sometimes i have to like go okay we have too much carpet python related stuff let's scale it back scale it back Focus do on something else, else. Yeah. okay we have too much snake stuff overall time to find something else and you guys got terrapins in this last one mm-hmm. so that's I, th- I thought that was really cool um with the dudes that what brett bender is that that's uh name? yeah brett, brett and, and uh, uh, jason kessler yeah so. so that's that was cool i saw that in the uh in the magazine yeah, they did so. a good job there's a really good sale fin uh dragon article mm-hmm that uh, Casey Schultz at Zion Hill Exotics did. She knocked it out of the park. Very, like, when I was going through and editing, it was, like, very well-written. It was very... Nice. Didn't have to do really much of anything to it, which is nice. Nice. You know, not that we get a lot of material where it's right. a complete dumpster fire, but hers, I was just like, did I already go over this? Like, did I already read through this? Because this is... Clean. This is pretty clean. Nice. <clears throat> I need to uh, I need to write something for y'all for... Uh advocating pop wins well at some point i'm gonna get around to having like you as an industry spotlight billy as an industry spotlight Ryan as an industry spotlight you know like i just don't want to do carpet people every issue right of course yeah that's and that's just like i said it's kind of tough because yeah i'm so you know chat's flying over we live near an air station so yeah they like to fly at night military town I gotta kind of, like I said, change it up. Like we did Adeline Robinson. Was this issues? Yeah, She's I awesome saw that. Her artwork's the bomb. Yeah, dude, Adeline is. Ugh, her stuff is out of this world, man. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. And she's a very nice person. And she's actually doing this full time now. So I know. I think that's awesome. Y'all, go support her. You know, artists. That's that's not a. It's not the easiest industry, and she she's doing some incredible stuff. So. Y'all check out her, her I mean, work her work's and support legit, her. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It's it's amazing. Like logo stuff is expensive, but I think it's worth every penny when you have someone like her 
like you're getting your money's worth. Oh, you know? absolutely. Like, you know she's she's yeah. gonna come up with something and you're gonna be happy with yeah, it. Yeah, like that's yeah, I would put my name behind her any day of the week. <laughs> she's incredible. But very, very talented. Yeah, so this is episode sixty nine. We are having April Justine of Designer Exotics on. Yes. Go ahead and give her a call. This is gonna be interesting because they do like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Literally I've seen like knobtails. I've seen blood pythons. I've seen carpets. I've seen colubrids. Mm-hmm. I've seen it all. They do so much stuff. Yeah. So this should be a should be a fun. Should episode. probably give her a four warning network. Hello. 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 What's going on? Oh, you know, just another day. Another, another Thursday. Day, another day in paradise. Yep, you got it. I hear ya. <laughs> well, just so you know, we are recording. Like, yes. This is, we were going All over. Right, then. Jake's been Jake's been away, so we were like catching up on a bunch of stuff, and yeah. Um, here we are. But if you here listen to are. the show, you know we're very nonchalant about yeah yeah about this. So <laughs> we keep it organic. Keep it chill. I love it. That's love the it entrepreneurial word for it. Organic. organic. There you go. You're using all those big, you know, buzzwords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it feels good to be back. Like, yeah, I miss dude. staring at your face across the table. Buddy. Really? Thanks, it just man. Wasn't the same. I just kind of felt like like Wayne's World. You ever see Wayne's World? Probably not. No. But like, there was part of that where Wayne quit the show, and it was just Garth sitting there on the sofa, and he like <laughs> didn't know what to do because Wayne wasn't there. Like he can't do what he does without Wayne. I'll have to send it to you. I'm sure it's on YouTube, but... It makes sense though. Chemistry just goes That's flat. What it feels like. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, I felt so. Oh, I felt so off the past couple of weeks, man. Everything's just been out of whack. It's so much going on, you know. But definitely glad to be back. Happy to be looking at your your bearded mug you, again. You don't realize like how nice routine is oh yeah until, until it's gone, gone. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure uh but as we said before we are joined by miss april justine of designer exotics yeah. yes hello i'm happy to be here thanks for having me guys post carpet fest i know oh, that was... was overwhelming to me was Man, it? so many it people was. yeah because i'm one of those like extroverted introverts is what i label myself mm-hmm. as and when Same. i have to be I can, you know, be on, but man, it takes so much out of me. Dude, and being I, that many new people, I'm yeah. like, oh man. <laughs> Your social battery will me, get depleted very quickly. Me and yeah. Justin said the same thing on our drive back, man. So it was just like, I, yeah, man, it's like a, it was a great weekend and all, but man, my social, my social battery was at zero, man. Like I was right? done with everybody and just. Uh, and that's so funny because as reptile people, I feel like we're all pretty introverted in general. Yeah. Yeah. And then we all get together for something big like that, and it's just like overwhelm. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel bad because I stood next to you for like twenty minutes, multiple times, and never probably didn't say a word I to didn't, each other. I didn't yeah, really introduce myself. Yeah, so I was like I mean, I know who she is. I don't know. Well, if she there knows you who go. I, am, I did. She's here I know with who Joe you guys Melissa, are. So. so I was like, cool. Yeah, it was one of those things, man. Justin told me that I was standing next to you yeah. like for a while at Carpet Fest. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you didn't say anything. <laughs> like. Right Oh, that's so funny. My thing is and, and, like with with the carpet fest. It's like I don't 
I know names, but I don't know faces because of Facebook. Yes. You know, exactly. so it's I. It's kind of ironic because it's called Facebook. Yeah, I know. Right. But like people will come up <laughs> and talk. Everyone puts their snake photo up. Yeah. yeah, you know, and people will come up and talk to me and like they'll just know my know me by name. And I feel so bad because like I, I don't know faces like, like at all. I know all. you. You're that jungle carpet on Facebook. Yeah. I know. It's like, okay, so what's your business platform? Yeah. Where, you know, like, exactly. where do I where interact I with you, you most? Somebody didn't even know didn't know who I was until they uh, they saw my shirt because oh, uh, I was wearing my job I was wearing my job Morelia shirt uh, on Friday and somebody and uh, it was uh, Mr. Spear. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Steve Senior he uh, he saw Big my Steve. shirt and he was like wait is that you and I was like yeah he was like I didn't know I was playing Cornwall with you this whole time I think so. <laughs> or with you guys people probably know your voices before they even recognize your face. That uh, I we had a uh, Sarong said that at Daytona. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. like hearing you guys is just like it's so it's like weird. When we first hung out with Burke. Yeah, hanging out like, with Burke. Yeah, and, and, it's very and, bizarre. And hanging out with uh, Joe Phelan. <laughs> yeah. The first time I met him, actually talking to him was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm hearing That's you the in first person. Thing I said to him when they showed him, I was like, you exist. <laughs> <laughs> Joe and Melissa are great, man. Oh, I I love them, man. They're great. You're a real human being. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you on my on my phone screen. I've seen you on my computer. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You're the man who jumped out the TV. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, but it was a good weekend, though. Really good weekend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for I'm sure. bummed we didn't go to the alligator farm. Yeah, I did go to that, and that was pretty pretty fun. I haven't been there in so long. I mean, we don't have those. I'm from California, and we don't have those in California, nor do we have them in Tennessee. So that was. A whole new experience yeah. for me. Wow. I get that a lot at work when people are like, where do we go to see alligators? I'm like, you mean like the swamp squirrels? Like, <laughs> they're everywhere. I was like, throw a rock in any fresh body of water yeah. you're going to hit one. I was about to say, find like, fresh water. like, not a big water. deal to you at all. Yeah. No, like literally yesterday I was at work because I, I, I work around water like all the time. You know, I work in storm drains and whatnot. And yeah, so I work I work in fresh water, you know, a lot in ponds and stuff. And literally yesterday I was messing with a catch basin and had like two. One was one was about three foot, the other one was about four foot, and they Those were just guys. they were just chilling on the bank. I they were maybe thirty feet from me. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out while I did my stuff. And I was like, I can't believe they're not leaving. I was like, I just want to go up and pet one and then jumped in the water. I was like, ah, yeah. When we were at the brewery Friday night before Carver Fest, me and Phil were, they had like that pond in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, that brewery, if anyone, just to paint you a picture, Bob Ross. Paint us a picture. Like they have outside seating with picnic tables and then there's this giant, I'll call it a knoll. Uh-huh. Like a grassy knoll, uh-huh. and it goes down, and there's a big pond there, and then they have a little swampy area. Which, fun fact, if you went on that little big porch thing they had, mm-hmm. they had this giant bat house. Oh, there really? Were bats everywhere, because no. me and Phil were standing oh, there, and he was shining awesome. his light, and there was like I, hundreds oh, of these. I wish things. I would have known that, man. That's yeah. so cool. Me I didn't too. see that. They were flying everywhere, and we were like, "We ain't getting coronavirus. Let's get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> And so then he's like, let's go look for gators. And it was cold as shit that night. Yeah. Right? And so we we're like, man, we ain't going to find anything. Sure enough, he shines his light because he's looking for, he had like, of course, Phil. Yeah, Phil. Pulls out like this the... tactical flashlight <laughs> yeah, that's course. like as bright as the sun. If I you stared e- at it directly. I wouldn't expect any less from Phil. I don't but... even know where he pulled it out from. I'm like, where did that come from? Don't worry and about just, it. Yeah. And he like shined it and we're like looking for gators. And then we look like right in front of us and like 10 yards over to like our left. There's a little four footer just sitting there staring at us. Like, <laughs> 
What? It's cold, bitch. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and man. It's... Phil was like, it's a gator. Was like, yep. Yep. Let's go get a root beer. Swamp dog. Let's go. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But let's, uh, yeah, well, let's jump into this bad boy. All right. So, I guess we'll... Uh, the usual the general usual, information. Yeah, give us the rundown, who you are, where you're from, et cetera, et cetera. Where your grandma stay, where your <laughs> mama stay, and where your daddy stay. Well, as you guys said, I'm April Justine, which is actually my middle name. My last name is Helmreich, but no one can say it, so I just decided to drop it. So, that's hey. the story on the name. <laughs> Um, I live in Memphis, Tennessee now. I've been in here for, oh man, getting close to two years now. Um, And my snakes love it here. So that's great. California was hard. I used to live in Southern California and the lack of humidity there was just hard. So it's very nice to be here and almost too much humidity at times, but the snakes absolutely adore it. Um, I'm with Designer Exotics. I started that with Terrell Ziegler back in 2014. So we're kind of partners, but not partners. We share the name, we share all the marketing, you know, the website and Instagram and all that. But when it comes to sales of my animals, that's, you know, separate compared to the sales of his animals, which is also separate. Yeah. So if you need to contact him, you can definitely do that through me um, and I can get you in the right direction. But generally all our sales of stuff is very separate. That's um, and that and that's really the basics. So. I was looking at the website and because you had mentioned it too. Yeah, we I mentioned it because you said that she that uh, April's with a uh, designer exotics. I'm like, that's Terrell too, isn't it? Because yep. I, I, I was I was almost positive I knew that I knew you guys didn't work together like that, or at yeah. least or at least operated under the same name. And I, I we met and had like I maybe had. And I started with corn snakes, and so I was the one that wanted a corn snake in every color and every pattern. Um, I kept corn snakes since I was 15. I'm going on 34 now. So been a while with just like the basic animals. And then we Mm -hmm. got together and he was the first person that I met who had more than one snake like me. And so it was like, oh my gosh, there's someone else out there. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, oddly enough and kind of why I respect uh, um, people that start off watching like BHB and stuff um, is that's where Terrell and I started. We wanted to do ball pythons because we're like, Oh, Brian can do it. We can do it too. And, and that's where it all started. So I really respect the people and his place in the hobby too, as well, because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am now with the animals that I keep now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it started off, we started getting ball pythons and, Randomly, I really wanted a Brazilian rainbow boa, and one of my friends said, hey, I'm selling a Brazilian rainbow boa, but if you want this blood python with it, I'll give you a good deal. I was like, okay, I never knew what the heck a blood python was, but I'm like, can't be too hard to keep, so I went ahead and got both of them, and that is how I got into the blood pythons and short tails. Nice. That's from how long a random that? Brazilian rainbow boa purchase. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How long ago was the blood um, that was probably tw- mid to late 2014 is when I got oh, my okay. first blood. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I really haven't been keeping the bloods and short tails very long at all. Um, I consider myself really a newbie in the hobby um, because, you know, you learn so much and so many different things from mm-hmm. people, especially those that have been doing it for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, just having a conversation with someone who's even just in a different species as you, you're going to learn something from them. So 
always like to continually learn from other people in this hobby. Jake's yeah, kept sure. some bloods. Yeah, I had a short I had a short period with bloods and I, I had like two of them at one point too. Yeah, ones. I think Were they sassy? They were horrible. <laughs> I I had oh. <laughs> I had some that were like, sassy. I had a T positive albino that was one mm-hmm. of the most chill snakes I've ever had. He yeah. he was very, very relaxed. And then I had another just normal that was okay, and then two that were just assholes. See that but, the, and, the thing about those that drives me nuts is like you can't really tell when they're about to lose it. Yeah, they're very, they're springy. <laughs> you can be holding if, it. If you keep them long enough, like, you'll Yo. be able to see the signs. Yeah, see I, feel like, the, like, I feel like I carpets, carpets kind of do more of a pose. I feel like blood's just kind of tense. You can feel yeah, them kind of tense up. up. And their eyes watch you. Their yeah. eyes do a lot of different movements. And, and that's like a tell right there. Yeah. I, I do want to get back into that realm. I don't. I don't want bloods though. I want. Uh, I want Borneos. I want short tails. So there was a point in time. That's because I. I see because I'm a Popwin carpet guy. I see like I've said this before. I see Bor- Borneos as like the Popwins of the blood python world. Yeah, that makes sense. So like I don't know. I just like I. I only want a couple. Why? Like I, just because. No, they're, I mean like why are they the. Because they're slightly smaller, uh, they got the brown, they got the brownish okay. color. Yeah, more you brown know? Yeah, they're more of the earth tony than the reds, and you know, they're just that's how I see them, and I think they're I think they're cool. I've always loved Borneos. So there was I, a point where Trace Harden had produced some like really dark. I think they were like pumpkin heads or something like that. And mm-hmm. I yeah, very, I think I, ha- I have one from him. Yeah, I was very <laughs> oh, tempted at one point to get some of those. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't I have want, my my little mail from him. Actually, that's awesome. I don't want a bunch. I just want like a group. I want a small group of just like normal, some stripes, some normals, and we'll be yeah, like we ready to go. Yeah, you exactly. Want crazy, just ones. Yeah, just them, just you know? a couple. You know, because I, I I almost I, feel I, with Borneos though that even like with normals, like what truly is normal? <laughs> you know, they're all, yeah. they all have just the wackiest of patterns and colors. And isn't it true that most? Thing? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? That with Borneos aren't like all the quote unquote morphs all polygenic. Yeah, they're so crazy. Like yeah. I, I just rely on Matt Minatola for that completely. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> Matt. Know? Matt, I was because we actually saw Matt at a Northeast Carpet Fest. We went and uh, toured his his place, and uh, he was talking to us about because he's a big Borneo guy. Obviously, you know that. Yeah. And uh, but he was talking to us about how the morphs worked and stuff, and I was like. Okay, I like the normal looking ones. I like the ones with like some striping and like that's everything else I'm gonna leave to yep. you. Like that's a lot. <laughs> I think his birthday yeah. was yesterday. <clears throat> yeah, I think I right. think you're right, actually. Facebook told me so. <laughs> that's right. What would we do without Facebook for birthdays? I, know. Yeah. I would miss so many birthdays. Like, I always feel bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I should probably know this. It's like, hey grandma. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> hey mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know right. it was yesterday. Right. Facebook birthday. told me, but happy birthday. birthday. Right on our wall. Don't even text her. <laughs> so there's some stupid oh e card with like a naked lady and an yeah. old lady in a thong. <laughs> the ones that you get, you see it like UPS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so moving on with this. So Borneos, yes, Borneos are great. Do you have, do you work with more bloods or Bor- Borneos? Yourself or short uh, tails. More bloods short tails. than Borneos. Um, or short tails then, in general, I should say. Yeah, I, I work with all three of them. I focus mainly on uh, the T negative albino and blood pythons. Okay. And all the different morphs associated with that, but only T negative. I don't have any T positive whatsoever in my collection. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not to say that they're not beautiful. I just only have so many funds. And if I'm going to expand my collection, it's going to be on the T negative side. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. That's, <laughs> it, that's how I so, see it. You know, like the stuff you want to invest in the stuff. I mean, but you go towards what you really, really want. That's why I've got a bunch of normal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I have a lot of that. The pop ones, just all the variation, like we talked about, yeah. kind of just like the the bloods and the Borneos and stuff, you know. You yeah, they so look like normals, but there's no such thing as really like. Unknown. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah the quote unquote. Like, yeah. Ask that's... anybody what a normal pop one looks like, and you're not going to get the same answer from. <laughs> no. No, because ours people. have like oranges in them, and then we have some that. We have that one that's super melanistic, or oh my I, I say gosh. we, but really it's Terrell. I've talked you know, to Terrell so. about that animal. <laughs> I don't, don't even bring it up. I don't even want to think about it. No. Yeah, that thing and is. And still isn't going this year. He has uh, tried every single year and still not going. So. Geez. You know, the only thing oh. that what fixes that is a plane ride. So I'm told. Yeah. Just. Oh, yeah. Tell him to <laughs> book her a flight I'll over here. I'll let him here. know. <laughs> Because Terrell's Terrell's a bit of a popling guy, isn't he? I, That's I all he has left, actually, at this point when it comes uh, to Merlia. Oh so wow, he knows so, what's up. Yeah, no, Ter- yeah. Terrell's cool. I've I've talked with Terrell a bit. So yeah. he has the dark ones. Um, we had that granite project for a little bit, mm. and uh, and now I think he has some of the farm hatch that like Stephen Katz has and Riley has. I think he has a little bit of that as well. Okay. Like him, Stephen Katz, Tony, and Riley, kind of all came together for a couple of the shipments but i'm not exactly sure on the the history of where they all went and who has what yeah i've been in on a couple of those before i've gotten a lot of farmed animals for, uh through billy hunt actually but I, okay. I i've gotten some from steven when he's gotten shipments before My female came was originally brought in from steven yeah brian fisher brought it from bought it from jeff godbold i got it from yeah. Fisher. i'm pretty sure i got animals on that shipment Probably. Uh, I'm fairly certain like I got that a stuff pair. that Riley. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm trying to like, even though I know Terrell's Terrell's black, that really melanistic animal. Like I'm, tr- I'm basically what I'm trying to do is like work towards that. And just like from farmed animals, you know, just getting, getting the darkest farmed animals I can get and pushing towards, you know, a look like that. But right. it's, it's going to take a lot of selective breeding over a lot of years well you even have like with eric's the ones that he's had they've talked about it and they're born looking normal and then as they age they get that really dark coloring so yeah the the poison mystery what's going on with that yeah it's i've poked eric's brain about that too man he's i remember when i first saw you know poison ivy that yeah oh Oh. I couldn't pick a favorite between like the darker stuff, the lighter stuff, like the it, Hannibal it's all, looking stuff. It's all it's amazing, just... man. That's why I want like I want all realms, you know. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'm at I'm a, almost at that point, you know, where I'm really happy with my poplin collection. You know, I've got a little bit of every spectrum. You know, I've got really yellow animals. I've got striped stuff. I've got dark stuff. You know, it's all it's all in there, and uh, it's just I love it. I love them got all. a little bit of everything. Yep. The as far as designer exotic stuff though like what was the first thing that you guys started working on together um we started with the morelia oh. um huh. actually yeah my bad so we went from he had a jungle and decided he wanted to go that way mm-hmm. and i kind of just went on board with him and invested in some albinos um to kind of we had an albino jag and then an albino coastal darwin mix 
so now like looking back i'm like man i should have got like full darwin on that but you know that was six years ago or whatever <laughs> so yeah. hindsight's 2020 you know yeah i, um, I know how that is there are many right. many a purchase and looking back i'm like man i should have got this instead <laughs> like, yep but, exactly yeah and mind you, I, I love the snakes, but still, yeah, you know, it would have been a smarter purchase otherwise. But that's kind of what kickstarted us off uh, with that with Morelia. And then I kind of did a couple, started doing side projects. And then my collection grew, and I realized that I probably should focus more on the short tails. Mm. And so that's what I did and gave most of the carpets. I actually only have two carpets in my collection right now. One of them is like a jungle diamond mix of who knows what that I just like. <laughs> so yep. he'll be staying with me. And then another is a caramel jag head exanthic, which I was going to do, you know, the the exanthic, but decided that wasn't the direction I wanted to go. So, you know, here I am. But that's where we started together. Um, and now he wants to get more heavily in short tails too. So who knows? I got you. I got just you. trade every like four years. Like, All right, here's just a little bit. Just switch bugs. collections. Right, yeah. <laughs> and he, he loves the Borneos too. So maybe it has to do with, you know, his taste is probably a lot like your taste as well. So like here, I have some Borneos. You want them? Here's your <laughs> little project. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. How many? Yeah. They're just fun animals. I just, I really like the shorties. I, I say they're like me. They're, they're chubby and sassy, but once you get to know us, and we're the most trustworthy, loyal, you know, uh, animals, people. For sure. <laughs> so I, I relate to them. <laughs> I just, I see that one that Forrest and Desiree have, that huge one. I just think, yeah. dude, if that thing, like you caught that thing on a bad day, that would suck. Is it a Borneo or a blood? No, it's a red blood. It's, it's a red huge. blood. It's, yeah. it's huge. It has to be like six feet and like That's 30 dude. pounds, that thing, that 40 pounds. That probably got to be like more than bloods, that. Bloods it's that huge. big, bloods you that big, man, are just... Any any blood python past like five foot, they're just Dude, the pure you, look, look body mass. Ridiculous. We call them like mini berms, like they're they're berms but in mini bodies. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what someone put them in the oven and like shrunk them. <laughs> yeah. Is it forest page? Uh, it's probably on his or Desiree's. It's probably on Bruce's. But it was. I don't. Did you get to talk to them at all when they came to Carpet Fest? Who forest? Yeah. No, I didn't. Get to yeah, I didn't bit. really either. I don't think I saw like, him. <laughs> I know who Forrest is, but I don't think he knows me at all. I saw so. Stephen. Stephen Kush was there. I was like, "Hey, yeah. Stephen, how's it going?" He's like, "Hey," and then he kind of just like went back to looking at venomous stuff. I don't know if I have Desiree on Instagram. I'm looking at Forrest's page right now, and I don't see it. Didn't it come from Garrett Hartle? I have no idea. The blood python. I think so. That huge ass blood python. I feel like. There was an exchange at some point between the two, and I don't know which way the exchange went. There's only been one other blood that I've seen that even came close to that, and it was at a pet store in like Virginia oh, Beach. Yeah, Bloodzilla boy. That is insane, <laughs> man. You gotta I gotta feed that thing small children. That's chupacabras. They're so big, man. They're crazy. Just imagine like, even the smaller ones have like power to them. So just right. imagine that. Oh big. yeah, like, man. Imagine a gaboon that size. Mm. Oh my god, dude! Fun That'd be like something out of one of those sci-fi movies, like the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Those really crappy oh god. B movies. Yeah. I got a I got a fun story about a about a blood python I used to have. So I got you remember that big male I got from Eric? You remember that? You remember that animal? So at the time I was living with a buddy and he was wanting to get into snakes. Like Is that he, considered big? 
I mean, big for me, bigger for than what I had. I you, he wasn't. I mean, for, he was an adult male. Don't get me wrong. Me, I, I mean, no, he was a standard blood. Yeah. He wasn't big, but big for what I had in bloods at the time. And I had a buddy who who was my roommate, and he was wanting to get into snakes with me. So I started letting him work work a little bit, and he ended up, you know, putting some money down on a few things. And uh, he, I told him he was getting a little too confident, and I told him he needed to relax a little bit, especially when it came to the bloods, because he wasn't used to the strikes yet, anything like that. And he was he was known for dropping snakes, <laughs> and I just I, I hated it. I, I couldn't stand it, he, and so. I told him, I specifically told him not to mess with the big blood while I wasn't there. What do you do? What do you do? I left one day to go to dinner with my parents and I get a text from Marcos and uh, I said his name. Oops. Um, I get a text from my roommate <laughs> and it's a picture of his arm with just teeth marks all over it. And he was like, I tried to treat the blood because I had him in quarantine. He's like, I tried to treat him, but it went kind of south and I dropped him. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, I, this is why I told you not to. It it killed me, man. I was I so I was so angry. Oh my gosh, I about lost it when I saw him, man. The reason they kind of freaked me out is because they're kind of like a jack in the box. Yeah, dude, like, I did. They're springy. Know, I told you. You know it's coming. Like, <laughs> you're doing like and you're just waiting for it, and then like when it stops, that's when it's like boom. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what like all the other stuff I keep the chondros like you can tell when they're over it. I feel Boy, like bloods are more accurate than chondros too. Oh yeah, bloods are bloods are accurate, man. They're at least the, I think they are the ones I've and they with. punch, man. It's yeah. more for me like bruises Impact. than the actual teeth. Like I'll be yeah. real bruised after one gets me. But luckily, that doesn't happen I was very say, often. Does that happen a lot? <laughs> no. I don't know, man. So have you ever taken? Uh, so you've taken a bite from an adult blood. Yes. Have you taken a bite from an adult carpet? Yes. What's worse? The blood for sure. Blood for sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. doubt I actually, it. Actually, I had a feed response bite actually the week before Carpet Fest from uh, my carpet python. And that was painful because he got my wrist and I feel like he like Ooh. scratched my tendon got a little bit. Little joints yeah. and nooks and yeah, crannies. Yeah, I had... so, so that was really painful, but it didn't, it, it doesn't pack a punch like the bloods do. The bloods, I mean... Power. It really legitimately feels like someone just punched you and then the bruise to follow. Jeez, man. I took but I, I took a bad bite from an adult carpet one time. He grabbed me like that was funny. You know the sp like the crease in your thumb or like the the outside your thumb, you know, in your palm. The, the, his bottom jaw was on my palm. Yeah, his bottom jaw was on my palm. His top jaw was over my thumb and it oh and he just wrapped that around was my wrist. McIntyre guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I think I have a tooth in my thumb in that spot. Oh my god. That just is a part of my anatomy now. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> my hand was seriously bruised after that. Like my thumb, that it was the thumb that I got bit on by the rattlesnake. So like my, it already doesn't move as well as my other one. It was revenge. And so when he bit there and it was really bruised, like I could barely move my thumb like at all. It hurt so dang bad, and my whole thing, my whole hand was bruised. It sucked. But yeah. Does this bring back painful? Does this freak you out a little bit when you put your hand close? I have this ashtray that used to be a rattlesnake <laughs> that apparently has been like bronzed over or something. I don't know exactly. I'm kind of tempted to cut into it to see if it's real. Yeah, that ain't no real. Dude, that's got to be real. What? Look How? at the cuts right here. What that's where they would have cut it, and that's where they would have like pulled out stuff. Like, dude, ain't that thing was no real. No way. 
Nah. So now I wonder if Jake's like scared to go near it. Nah. Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> the only time like I'll get like a little jumpy, like if if or if a rattle like goes when off, headline. when a rattle goes off and I'm not expecting it, I'll jump. You know, <laughs> but it's, where is it? No, I don't have PTSD for my bite. Okay, just yeah. get over it. So is it? Do you, you have the knob tails and all the other stuff? Because you guys, I mean, you go on the Designer Exotics Facebook page and there's carpets and bloods and knobtails and and then like our random things and all kinds <laughs> of stuff yeah um i have the uh humilii which are the the barking geckos the australian mm. barking geckos Ooh. um terrell had a lot of the other geckos but unfortunately there was a heat wave where he lived and the room got way too hot oh, and wiped no. out most of his geckos no man. yeah oh shit yeah, which is unfortunate because he had some really neat ones, um, which you guys will see, you know, the pictures of it if you go on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. and, and and he had some cool videos of him getting eggs from him and everything. And so they, they were doing well and reproducing and just wiped them all out. Uh, the more Jeez, I see knobtails and stuff, though, from Phil, like the more tempted I get. But then I remember it has legs. I just remember <laughs> insects. I'm like I just yeah, that's kind of thing. That's like, all it is crickets, for me, man. Is they I, smell, I don't they I don't want to just... deal with crickets. I don't want to deal with roaches. Yep. Like that I is, understand that completely. That is like I don't I love them, man. And I, I honestly I wish I had the drive to keep something with legs. Like I wish I, I did. What but it is about I just, the knobtails? They're just like they're no, they're awesome. Man. Yeah, there it's was so cool. there was a period where I I actually legit thought about getting knobtails, but it's just. I've kept I kept geckos before and I'm just I'm over insects man just I, at least for now if when the day comes that you know whenever I can retire from my job and hopefully do You're this full, do this full time you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know but <laughs> whenever if I can ever get to the point that I can do this I don't think they'll let you keep than, snakes in the home yeah shut up <laughs> you know but, the thing that's great too about like the knobtails and stuff is you can just have a doobie a roach colony, and that'll be good for for them. Yeah, I just I'm I've become allergic to them from my crested days. Oh really? Yeah. Like the dust and all that? Yeah, oh, the dust. Sucks. Like I've never been seriously allergic to anything in my life, but there was one day where I inhaled some doobie dust and like I could feel my throat closing up, like legitimately. Oh, I God. ran inside oh, and got some Benadryl and then just laid on the chair and was like gasping. For for like 20 minutes <laughs> they're just, like no that's not a good idea angel of death take me now <laughs> <laughs> dude i've been there man i'm alert <laughs> that's when i realized is... i was like i should probably be wearing a mask when i'm yeah. doing this now that happens to me with like this is completely random but just you know insight into what i deal with i can't eat a lot of raw fruits and vegetables like because like that happens <laughs> Like you don't know what fruits and vegetables, so you have to be careful. No, I like no, like I know I know pretty much which ones. I know which ones I can which eat. Which ones are they? Which ones are they? Tell me. Apples, carrots, cucumbers. Uh, it's all raw, but right. you know. So like all the normal ones. Yeah, are... yeah, like all the common ones. But let's see, like cooked, they're fine. I eat cooked carrots all day, you know. But I can't huh. eat I can't eat an apple raw, or else my entire mouth will itch. Apples, carrots, and what else? Dude, fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this down for future no. reference. No, don't write this down. You're going to try to kill me one day. It actually happened one time after I ate a protein. I drank, ate, I drank a protein shake back when I used to actually like work out and stuff. I drank a protein shake, and I laid in my bed wheezing for like two hours. That's weird. Dude. Yeah, dude. It was it was terrible. Yeah. It like made my throat like close up and stuff. I told my mom about it the next day, and she was like, why didn't you wake me up? 
Dude, that was I'm I was scared. like 16 when it happened. I was like, I don't know, I was just trying not to die. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so, it was scary because I've never side, had that happen before, fact. and so I was like, yeah, oh, dude, my god, this. I was like, what is happening? Like, I noticed it took a few I'm seconds dying. for me to kind of notice. I was like, why is it hard to breathe? Mm-hmm. And then I could like kind kind of feel it, and that's when I was like, all right. Benadryl time, because I like yep. an idiot. I had my face like in the bin. I took a, <laughs> an egg crate and like beat it against the bottom, and all ah. that dust just went right up into my face. No, man. well, I mean, at the time you didn't know, so. Right. But apparently, I mean, from what I've read, it's really not uncommon for that to happen to people for them to get sensitized. Yep. To yeah, them. it's odd. Yep. Yeah. Fingers crossed for me, and I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so far, so good. It's not as bad as the time I got. Well, it is bad. One time I got a bunch of sawdust in my eyes. Oof. I used to work at a cabinet shop and we had these big bags that, that would that horrible. would get sawdust and I was emptying it out and I took down the bag and I like pushed some out and I don't know why. Oh no, because I, I hadn't. And I put my head down and looked in the bag, see how full it was and some fell from the top and it went over me and hit it and then the dust came up from the bottom and just went in my mouth, my nose and my eyes. I literally oh. could push a line of sawdust Disgusting. out from underneath my eye. It was so bad. Yeah, another fun it's fact. It's my nightmare, that, and, like, drowning in, like, a corn sill silo. Oh, what? Those are very, like, not related. That's very odd. Yeah. Well, it just made me think, like, getting buried <laughs> he alive. He does this all the time. Getting like... buried alive by sod or getting stuck in a corn silo and dying. Apparently, that's not, that's that's a real thing that happens to people. Like, you have to have a buddy system in corn silos because literally like, well, people what... have drowned in raw corn. At what point in your life would you be around a corn silo? It doesn't matter. You never I've, know. I've been you... around a corn silo before. I bet you but... the people at SeaWorld didn't think they'd get killed by orcas and they did yeah but that's way more reasonable like, <laughs> and like it's also a fear if you worked around orcas but you don't you're never near corn silos <laughs> does that not sound like a horrible way to go i mean yeah, I, yeah. but that's suffocating anyway is a horrible way to right, go but imagine <laughs> corn like hard kernels of corn that they use honestly food. that would be like embarrassing like how yeah. they go yeah, well yeah. <laughs> he fell in a bucket of corn I don't know. <laughs> it's real <laughs> don't judge me oh my god all right well is that is that rabbit trail over now where were we <laughs> down that rabbit <laughs> <Yeah>. hole <laughs> okay back on track where 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 are we at now? Orcas are though very close to the top of my list of ways I will never want to go out. <laughs> no, don't they like play with yeah, you? Yeah, like, that's exactly bring... what's yeah. so scary. You're getting killed by like I don't a trust ten ton two year old. That's why I don't trust dolphins, man. I don't trust dolphins as far as I can throw them. Why? Dolphins can flipper. Fuck off. Yeah, no. Dolphins it's a dolphin, suck, dude. Dude, dolphins. <sighs> dolphins can do some bad stuff, man. All right. They save people from sharks. Yeah, well, they're good. Orcas no, are just killing machines. I'm not saying they're not. And they're but hyper smart. Dolphins are just as smart, and they can be sick sociopaths. Okay. I don't know about all that. that no, sounds, I that's do. A bit extreme. I do know about that. Okay, just take my word for it, Justin. Okay. It's the YouTube rabbit hole that he went down one night. <laughs> Every night. <laughs> like Alice in Wonderland. So, anyways, <laughs> first episode back for me for, right. for a while, so we're a little all over the place. But we got a lot know. to cover, like yeah. horrible ways to die. 
Roach allergies. <laughs> Saw this mishap. Aatrox Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah. So what is the, what's the particular sort of motivation for y'all working with so much different stuff? Because, I mean, for me, like, I love chondros. <clears throat> there have been a many a time where I've like, I'm going to sell everything that's not a chondro, and I'm going to focus on chondros. But I didn't because I know after six months, I'd be like, I miss Brettles. I miss Bairds. I miss all yep. this other stuff. And I'd end up right back with yep. all of it again. It's starting over. <laughs> so well, maybe... a lot of it, we have, like, the main thing we work with. Mm-hmm. And then we have these like side interests. By the way, both of us are like probably the most lazy keepers. So when you talked about like not wanting to get crickets and all that, I hear that 110%. So anything that we do have, it's not like I'm not going to go get a chameleon. There, that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. You know, even like green tree pythons, like I'm. That's not going to happen because you know, for one, my room wouldn't be set up that way, and you know, I'm I'm very lazy like very i'm very happy with changing out the water and doing spot cleaning you know I'm, I'm good with that yeah and then you add more complicated stuff and it just gets to be too much um but i have like you know i have the one retic i have the one berm the one bearded dragon that are just you know pet quality mm-hmm. so it's it's not so much that we have a whole bunch of different projects that we're working on we just have a lot of interest of things that we want to keep, not necessarily that we want to breed and make a big to do about, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. What kind of retic is it? Uh, It's one from Matt Minotola. It is Mm. a super tiger motley possible het annery, I believe. Was that, did y'all get that recently? No. Okay. um, I didn't know if that was one of the one though. Okay. It was very, very similar to that one. Yeah. I knew he was, he, he was selling some and I I know there was one that was very similar to what you just, all the more. Yeah. It's a clutch mate to that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got you. I got you. Those are beautiful animals, man. man. I just wish they didn't get so damn big. Super dwarves, man. I got that kind of money. I'm poor. It's really expensive. Yeah. Well, they're expensive, but it's, it's about the same if you get a normal retake, you know, with caging and stuff. It, yeah. it'll it'll equal out in the end after food and caging and yeah it's just the food just alone yeah rabbits i think that's something rabbits. people really have to think about when they get their animals you know not only is it something that they can handle that they'll have the, the correct caging for but also food bills man that, yeah. that, gets, that gets expensive yeah I don't even know how much are rabbits going for now i don't even know because i'm still feeding mine like huge rats and they're, my berm and my retic are about four years old. My berm is huge, and she's lived on rats her whole life. So, hmm. yeah. And she's with my male brothers. Massive. He's he's like an adult, and I don't really give him rats. I'll throw him like two or three small like adult mice. I'd be like, that's good enough. That's what I do, man. People are so like gung ho about getting, especially carpets, getting carpets on the rats. I'm just like, man, if they won't eat rats, like, don't stress about it. Don't stress them the hell out trying to get them to eat a rat. Throw them two, three jumbo mice every three, four weeks. They'll be fine. How do you feel about feeding videos? We're not going to go into that. (laughs) Jake went on this giant rant yesterday or today. I went off. I think it was was yesterday. Throwing a fit. I wasn't so throwing a fit. I know. I just snapped a little bit. Were, I needed to. I needed to vent to somebody. You were man. high up on that soapbox. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't high up on it. 
yeah. Well, since since we've got since we've got you here, April, let's 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 talk about this a little bit. Little. I mean, I'm not really into them either, but yeah, you know. But I, I just want to okay. get somebody else's opinion. So, I'm like, what am I getting myself into? Right no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I just feel like you know, some people. It, it might be controversial for some people, but yeah, you know, I think okay. it's. So the other day I was going through my Instagram and I came across one, two, and then the third one I went off, they were feeding videos. And I I don't necessarily have, you know, a huge problem with it, but at the same time I feel like as a whole it hurts the hobby in a way because I feel like it's uses it can, it can be used as ammunition for those who don't want us to keep in a way yeah you know what I mean are. like look how inhumane this is they're feeding off this cute innocent rodent you know because let's face it most of the world is gonna think a mouse is a lot cuter than a snake right you know mm-hmm. so I feel like as a whole it hurts us and two it's like I don't care if you have warnings some people just don't want to see it you know what I mean and I I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. I feel like it can ultimately, I think it can hurt us. And I feel like it's one of those things that's not necessary unless it's for education purposes. Like, Hey, this is how yeah, a snake like national eats. geographic. Yeah. You know? But... Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, if national geographic put out some video of it or they did some heat sensor study on it and showed, I know I've seen some videos like that um, where they show a snake actually hunting and use like the, the heat light at night or whatever Mm-hmm. that's called you know where it's like red and yellow and green infrared yeah <laughs> yes there we go <laughs> <laughs> so like it's appropriate there but i mean if you keep snakes you know what it looks like yeah and it's you like know? That, so that i just think it it's... down to these people do it just because people outside the hobby are gonna be like like the shock value. yeah it's the the wow yeah. factor i just feel like it's not necessary and even though what's the likelihood of somebody using one particular video to hurt us you know is it low sure but well, could it happen absolutely there yeah there's look, so look many of them giant compilation yeah of like this is yeah this is disgusting why is this on the internet you know and i just feel like you know as a whole it could it could hurt us all you know it's not just you that somebody's gonna bit you out for doing it saying don't do that blase 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 you can hurt us all yeah, with, I think the with same goes doing for videos this. of people getting bit intentionally. Yeah, you know, it's yes, like I agree. Yeah, I just That's why even if I, I get bit and I there's a part of me that wants to be like, "Hey, look how stupid I was." But at the same time, you know, I get in the back of my head I'm like, "Don't do that because that's just going to fuel someone, you know, and it's going to look bad on my species or hobby or whatever when I was the one that was dumb and it wasn't the snake." Exactly. See, I don't like... know though cuz then at the same time you're like, "Look, I got bit and nothing really happened." That's true. Yeah, too. but I it really it's really going to depend on who looks at it because mm-hmm. anybody could take either feeding feeding videos or bites. They could look at look they're acting like monsters, biting people and eating mice. And look you at the look at the people post. Of course you can. You know that everything's like that. But this is a very niche and specific hobby. You know, and people look down. Most people in the world look down on snakes as it is so i feel like putting them in that light of you know even though it's what they do it's natural it's not for most people it's not a positive thing people in the hobby might be like haha you got bit you know but somebody else is oh that thing bit that person what if that was a kid you know like that's at least that you gotta look at everything from from any perspective you know and i I that is one thing that makes me sort of cringe is when i see people doing like talks at schools and they've got some large berm or something and like 
wrapped the around like six kids. Yeah. Like, hey. I know. That it's like, man, adult has me, the head. Yeah. yeah. It always just makes, me, makes me squirm a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, God, me too. There's something waiting to happen. I don't care how, how calm or tame that snake is. I saw that at a local show recently. And, and it was like, you know, $5 to take a picture with the berm kind of thing. And it probably mm. was a male because it was a little bit smaller. And I think the males are a little bit more wiry. And it depends on the animal, obviously. Mm. But, man, they just know, you know, that the person that owned the snake wasn't in the frame at all. Just put it on the you know, regular, you know, who knows what they kept, if anything, because it was also a pet expo. So it could have been the bird keeper, <laughs> you yeah. know, that wanted to have a picture with his berm. And, <laughs> I damn. smell like macaw. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, this is dangerous. Yeah. Like, and this it's is like, a bad idea. It's like if you sit there all day with that animal and hundreds of people walk by and take a picture with it, like, I don't care how docile your berm is. Like, that thing's going to get sick of being passed around like a dang bong. Well, that, like, yeah. I, like the it's, Trojan horse for any disease you won your collection. Yeah. Too. Like, like, how dude. many other people were going and handling, like, 20 other snakes at different tables? Exactly. Like, how many bird? people walked up from their own nasty-ass collection into that show and then wanting to hold your berm? Like, no. If people, if anybody comes into my collection and wants to hold anything, it's sanitize your entire body. And then shower. I'll think about it, you know, <laughs> like shower you before you come bleach. over here. Do not touch any of your stuff. Don't go in your room, you know, and, but oh, it's just, nope. What do you guys do when you're at shows? Like, do you go home and just like go in your garage and completely undress before you walk into the house or like, what do you do anything special? I usually, I'll change. That's usually what I, I'll I'll change and normally before I go to a show, yo, if I have if I have stuff to if I have snake stuff to do that day, you know, I'll either plan it to where I've done my snake stuff the day before or yeah. I'll do it before I go to the show and then when I get back, I can change and or shower and then just not go in the snake room. You know, I usually I'll just leave don't it. handle anything when I'm yeah. in shows too. Like, yeah, no, I don't touch anything. I mean, heck, last there was a Columbia show a couple weeks ago and I drove to the venue to sell to just to sell a couple snakes but i didn't even go into the show because it was just like one of those things i don't i didn't need anything i didn't need animals i didn't need supplies all i'm doing by going in there is risking mites or something like like that you know like i'd still go make a couple rounds even the company said it sucked company said it was horrible. yeah and i mean it's also had to you also had to spend money to get in that was 10 bucks i didn't really want to spend and 20 since i had my girlfriend with me so yeah it was (laughs) yeah Nah. Chivalry's not dead, buddy. No, she didn't want to go in anyways. <laughs> like, can you go on the show? No. It's going to cost too much. I didn't care. I'm not spending $10 on you to I've scoff been, at I've, things on the table. I've been, I've been to that show so many freaking times, man. I don't Yeah, it's, it's gotten to that point, though. Like, I just, I have no desire to really go to, like, no. any of the Repticons. That's the thing, is, like, like if Daytona, Daytona, Daytona is the only show, like, I will go just to go, you know, but, like, these, the only time I go to Columbia, Charleston, or Savannah is if I just need something, and Columbia, or Charleston and Savannah are usually just, eh, anyways, I don't mm-hmm. even bother. We don't even go to Charleston anymore. No, I think we went one time, me, yeah. you, and your dad. Was, my dad was, was like, I'm never coming back, and was, this sucks, what's the point, why yeah. are we here? Have you ever been to the Savannah one? I don't even no. know if they still have it's it. It's one day. Yeah, it was yeah, one day, yeah, and I've it was literally like, like less than twenty tables. Yeah, it was like a hallway, <laughs> literally a hallway just with some tables. And it was yeah. I went to it one time. I don't I'm know like, why nope. you can even have shows in Georgia in the first place. Like their laws are so jacked up. Dude, I had. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can't keep. I had. To, oh my gosh, it was so funny. I went. It was, this was back when I had. 
I don't know. I hadn't been in the hobby long. It was, I went to Savannah just because there was a show and I wanted to go, you know, I was first getting into everything and I had got a couple corn, a pair of corns off somebody a couple months earlier at the Columbia show. And I saw those people at the Savannah show and I was like, Hey, I got those corns. And they were like, no, you didn't. I was like, Oh, that, Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't I, like did, I didn't Jesus. even think about being in Savannah, you know, like obviously it wasn't a thing. There's no, hardly anybody there as it was, but you know, I was just like that's not <laughs> sketchy at all. Yeah. Like you must live in Georgia. I, you know, I I sold some on Craigslist and I put in the ad like if you're in Georgia, don't bother. Yeah. Like no Georgia sales. Sorry. Yeah. Like I know it's just a corn snake, but I ain't having people Laws come in and knocking on on my door and being like, "Hey, did you sell a corn snake to somebody in Georgia?" Yeah. You're like, oh no, that was somebody else with a test for a corn snake. Yeah. <laughs> in Hilton Head Craigslist. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I I accidentally had kept illegal snakes for a period while I lived in Texas. Like there was nothing bad about them, like they're just my carpets. But after living there for a while I find out there's no exotic species in the county that I lived in. I have like a bunch yeah, of carpets. That's near, as like it was. where Chris is, right? Yeah, it's exactly yeah. where Chris is. Like Purpose? Corpus, yeah. yeah. It's Nueces County because, like, apparently in Nueces, there's, like, a quarter-mile area that will never get below freezing mm-hmm. in in the winter, no matter what. So that, Mecca. That was That's why. But, like, literally, you drive 30 <laughs> minutes and Robstown, you can have anything you want, you know. But So it wasn't, like, one a huge deal, and I didn't even know it while I was doing it. But obviously, mm-hmm. I found out, and I was like, I'm not just going to sell all my carpets. <laughs> are there any, like, what is, are Tennessee laws weird? I've never even looked or. No, when I went to move out here, nothing was too crazy. I know in Mississippi, you can't keep corn snakes as well. At least you can't sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, in Mississippi, I mean, it's just 20 minutes away from me. Oh, okay. But um, in Tennessee, when I was looking up to move out here, there was really no restrictions that I am aware of. So mm-hmm. I could be blindly, you know, keeping something I'm not aware that I'm not supposed to be keeping. So if anyone out there knows of the Tennessee laws better than I do, let me know. <laughs> I feel like for most states, the only things you have to worry about are like the big snakes and for some places, the natives. And venomous. And venomous. Yeah. Obviously venomous. Yeah. But I feel like those... Like, I don't the- have the venomous. I have the big snakes, but... I, I looked into it because I know in L.A. County, you can't have anything over eight feet. Mm-hmm. So I looked specifically if there was something of that sort and I couldn't find anything. I would think not because Tennessee gets relatively cold. Like for yeah. for a lot of places that get, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some of the northern states that don't, that are very, very strict. And, you know, like Pennsylvania is pretty strict on what they, what you can keep, New Hampshire, places like that. But some of the, some of the cold, a lot of the colder states, they, at least as to my knowledge, they don't they're a little bit more lenient because you know a lot of those a lot of the exotic stuff can't survive you know what i mean so if it gets out it's just gonna die come winter you know you mean to tell me burmese pythons can't survive in the wilds of maine probably not well that movie lake placid (laughs) begs to differ yeah well (laughs) good for lake placid it's based on true events of course betty white was feeding him the whole time betty white Oh jeez. Okay. What, what, else what species have you worked with or haven't worked with but you want to? Um, what do you really the one, want to get into? The one that I really, 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 really want 
is the Apodora Papuana. Yes. Oh, another one. Oh my gosh, April. So we are officially have... best friends. <laughs> one of my friends back in California, I didn't even know this snake existed. And maybe, maybe three and a half years ago, he got a pair and I'm like, what the heck is this animal? And he had a very large male and like smaller female. Maybe she was like four feet at the time, maybe five. Um, but the male was an adult male and just so beautiful. And me handling him, I just absolutely fell in love with the species. Um, and they're they're different because of that head shape that they have. Mm-hmm. And I, I just absolutely love them. So I, this sounds totally morbid, but once my bearded dragon dies and once my uh, one carpet <laughs> python dies, I'll have some more cage space here and actually be able to suitably house them. Um, so right now they're not an option for me, but I definitely, definitely want a pair of them. They are on the very tip top of my list. Granted, they are so cool. Granted, they are not on my hopefully soon to come list. I know it's going to be a while before yep. I can get them. But as far as like things that I want, I want those more than anything else. I got the only one I've been able to handle was a small one at Eric Burke's house, and just. Oh, they're just so, they're such incredible animals, man. They're just so, they're so unique. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, just handling the one every time I'd go over to his house. Gotta play with it. Yeah. I'm like, I'll take it. (laughs) The female wasn't as nice as the male, but nonetheless, you know, it was just awesome just to be able to, to get them out. Just the, I, you know, obviously I don't own them, so I, I can't speak from experience, but you know, from what I've been able to gather from people who keep them, I hear they're extremely intelligent as well. And that's always, that's always something that intrigues me about animals. That's why I love scrub pythons, you know, because, yeah. because of the, you know, there's a little bit more clicking up there. And I feel like Apodora, you know, from what I've heard, they're one of the most intelligent species out there. Well, Riley just got one too, so yeah, we'll did. see how that one grows up. <laughs> oh man, I oh I'm so jealous. And when he sent pictures of that, I was like, "What? <laughs> you went to the show and got that? What? You jerk!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he told me that, and I just oh uh, I was oozing with jealousy. But I'm happy for him, man. If anybody's gonna do well with them, it's Riley. Oh yeah, I'm really hoping yeah. those hog noses go for him. Mad hogs. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool if he could if lightning could strike in the same place twice. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, man, it's Riley. I don't think it's lightning striking twice. I think it's just Riley is the man. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's just good. Riley's awesome. So I think he's just, Riley's A1 keeper, man. He does. I does don't, I think it, it won't be long before we start seeing more Avadora. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it won't be long. I think it's still going to take, they're popping up more and more, but I think, I still think it's going to take a while before they. I don't know, really hit the market. Like I think they're value. It kind of reminds me of the pattern of how the Bolins are where yeah, yeah. almost that because you don't see a lot of them, everyone wants it. Exactly. You know? And so I'm, I'm curious if, if it's going to kind of go through that kind of pattern. Right. And it, it, I almost hope they don't get popular because they're, they won't be cool anymore. No. And it's not like, even let that. a morph not pop up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They'll you, only have the, the normal color. Yeah. But and it's just, you know, the, it work. the big snakes worry me when they get popular. See, it's weird. The more cause... people that keep the, the monsters are, it, it, it worries me. Yeah. Can, can you imagine them in any other color though? Cause <clears throat> I can't. 
No. No, honestly. I can't even think of albino. I mean, like, you could, if you think of albino, I mean, I would come, obviously, you know, this is, it's blasphemy. They're not olive pythons, but think of an albino olive, and I could, I guess I could kind of see that on Apodora, but I. I could, but I don't think I'd like it. I wouldn't want it, no. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm a wild type guy all day. Like, that's just, I've literally, I've sold off every morph I have now. I I don't have a single morph in my collection anymore. And I just, (laughs) I'm all about my wild types now. So it's, I I wouldn't want anything other than that. How are are those eggs doing? They're cooking. How's that incubator? A1. I love Make it, you man. Fancy now? I love it, man. God, I love that incubator. It's great. So, he got did you get a of, new one? He got one of them hot boxes. Yeah, I got a sea serpent's hot box. Uh, I have a little one of those. That's the exact one I have. It's the. It's, the, yeah. it's nothing big. It only it holds eight clutches. But you know, being a small time breeder, how many I, like six quart boxes? It eight, would hold eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like six. No, four. it's wow. eight. So it, is it. Like, how much smaller is it than that? It's shorter. But it's like the same. Width and depth, kind of. Yeah, just about. But it's shorter. I need to get this thing up and running, man. Yeah, but dude, I, I, I like it a lot. It's got these fancy lights on it. Got a fan built into it and everything, and it's yeah, it's top notch, man. And you know, I don't, I honestly don't know what I'm gonna gonna get to the point that I produce more than eight clutches because that would be a bit, you know, if you think almost ten, ten clutches or ten eggs a clutch, mm-hmm. you know, that's. It's a lot of mouths That's to feed. 80 babies yeah. at that rate. So I don't know when I'm going to produce that many. So My the dad's. way I saw it was like, it's an investment. I'm going to let it ride. It'll be a good one. It'll last a long time. You know. My dad's scaling back on gray bands this year. Really? Yeah. He got a little little too I, much. I think, yeah, he got, he got his PB slapped after the last round of getting those babies to eat. He's like, yeah. hell oh, man. no, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I, I almost feel kind of bad because like he went balls to the wall he on did. gray bands. <laughs> like he balled and I out. I was like, this is gonna be rough in a few weeks. Yeah. Like, this is How many be... did he have? He produced like. <clears throat> he produced quite a few. Four clutches. And he had he had a bunch of adults, man, and a bunch of grow he still ups. Does? Yeah, I know he still does. Yeah, he still does. But he had a, bu- a handful of clutches, but like two of them went bad. But he hatched out, I think, three or four clutches of eight, maybe. And mm-hmm. He's getting so frustrated. Beautiful I, and cute little suckers, man. God, they're so freaking <laughs> cute and small, but... Oh. I thought chondro babies were hard. Those things don't hold a freaking candle. Jeez, the gray bands. Man. That's nuts. Like, the chondros, yeah, just throw some chick down on them, and that's probably going to work. These, yeah. I tried everything, Jeez, man. man. I tried... We tried uh, scenting with anoles. We tried scenting with... I tried to feed them, like, dart frog tadpoles, because I was like... Let's try it. Try something. Yeah. <laughs> um, nothing. Jeez. We tried. I we tried everything, dude. And it wasn't. That's one in, of the most frustrating things. Yeah. Too. It wasn't until we got he or he got like a Christmas mountain from somebody, and then he the guy sent him some like fence lizards or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of lizard they are, but yeah. we sent it with those. Done deal. Need to go catch some like uh, Mediterranean night geckos or something I like that. I still have to send some of the ones I have here. Yeah. No, man, that's that's a lot of work. 
My car, my my carpets from last year ate frozen thawed fuzzies literally a week after they hatched. I waited till they had their first shed, and they, every single one of them ate the very first time frozen thawed. I was You'll like, never yep, know the feeling. I'm done. <laughs> trying for weeks and one finally Dude, taking. Dude, that that was the feeling. That was luck, though, man. Like just that was luck. I I got really. It was almost too easy. I I'm not expecting that from moving yeah forward. you'll never have a season like that again. no it was <laughs> the first clutch was a breeze for me man everything went that. so well you see and... that with a lot of chondro guys like their first year all yeah. their babies eat right off the bat they're like this isn't so hard and then you see them like yeah. two years later when they're producing like their second clutch and they're like that was luck yeah no i fully think it was granted carpets i mean they're carpets man they're they're crazy about food so i mean i'm sure babies aren't as hard as chondros but it's I don't know. I know it's not going to be that as easy moving forward. So, but I'm excited for this second clutch to hatch, man. These, I think these pop ones are going to be some, some little smoke shows. That's for sure. I mean, I kind of go by if, if it's not going to eat, I'm not going to force it to eat because it probably, you know, doesn't have the best genetics and everything anyway. Right. You know, so I don't, I don't really push it too much. I'm one of those, yeah, I'm with you. I'm one of those people like kind of take, let mother nature take its course. And I am a full advocate of let it get hungry. Like I'll feed, I'll feed, I'll try. If something doesn't eat, I'll try, you know, maybe two weeks in a row. And if they don't eat, I let them go for like a month or more. Let them get hungry. Mm -hmm. They'll eat when they want to. As long as, as long as they're holding body weight, they always have clean water. Like, I'm not going to force something down mm-hmm. its throat, you know. It's Well, even with, with blood pythons and short tails, I was taught to wait eight weeks after they hatch and then offer them food. Really? Yeah. Okay. I see. And sometimes I do that, but most of the time I wait like four to six, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> and do you still have some that you have to, like, do you have to scent for some that don't get going, or what do you do? Just wait? Um, I had one Sumatran. I had a really bad season last year with my eggs molding. And this one Sumatran short tail, the only one egg out of 10 that actually mm. um, hatched was so tiny and the egg had a bunch of mold on it. So I don't know if that affected it, but it wouldn't eat. It was born in August and I only started feeding it um, probably about a month ago and I was just doing the rat tail assist feeds and then it mm. died two weeks after I started assist feeding it. So I was like, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, but I mean that was months. Not, yeah, and it, sometimes it's just not meant to be. And that's one of those things. And that's the other part with like force or assist feeding babies. Man, it's like the amount of stress that mm-hmm. that is that is put on them from doing that. It's well, like that alone. Do it with tails. That alone could do it. Tails, it's quick, like seconds. Just yeah, it's so done. easy with tails. Yeah. Like whoever tried to do it with pinkies before, I've, dumb. I've tried it with <laughs> pinkies multiple times. I can never yeah, get I've it to work. It I've tried it, and no. I'm like, everyone talks about how easy it is. I'm like, it's impossible. Yeah, I cannot no, get it to work. Load and you have just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. No, rat tails is the way to go. It's like this is stupid. What am I doing? Give me a tail. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I've I've never had to do that with animals i when i i used to volunteer at actually when i lived in texas at the uh uh, botanical gardens out there they they made me uh force feed a rat snake and i i hated it i'm sorry i hated it so much man (laughs) i was like they're making me do this i don't want to to." you know and i don't like it man i don't know i understand assist feeding is necessary sometimes especially for some particular species but i mean I've been told with gray bands, sometimes people hatch them out because they hatch in like later in the year. Mm. They won't feed them until, like, they literally brumate them 
after they've hatched. Uh, so they'll feed six months later, and they'll usually eat. Hmm. So I wonder, like biologically, if they're more ingrained to hatch, maybe find a meal, and then go and hang out until yeah. it warms up again. Maybe that's what it is, but yeah, I, uh, my dad. I mean, there was I think one or two that died recently because they just he mm. could they didn't get going. And Jeez. Ryan Young, he did a. I, I had him on the Condro cast. We were talking about it, and he's like, if they don't eat, like if he dies, he dies. Yeah, that's the like, thing is, like, gonna, mm-hmm. if it's if I don't, you know, if they're gonna be a pain in the ass, he's like, I probably like you were saying, like I kind of don't want that. Yeah, being passed on. That's part of yeah. that. The you know, I've preached selective breeding so much in this, and it's like it's selective breeding can go so far beyond just patterns and colors, man. Like I feel like it can affect you know food habits. You know how how do these animals are they good feeders? You know and attitudes you know shit like that yep. you know I, yep. I fully think that all that go, can go into selective breeding as well and you know maybe those animals that you know aren't good at feeding that's traits that's going to be passed on you know and it's i am of the opinion that if you breed it and you sort of brought it into this world so to say it is sort of your responsibility to keep it going yeah yeah keep it going but at the same time like if it doesn't have the will to eat you know i it's, you know, that's one of those when things you're where forcing, no answer is the right yeah, answer. Yeah, it's know? like, yo, know, yeah. can you can look at it at the point of like, you know, I'm forcing this thing to live. You're virtually playing God. If this thing isn't supposed to you're live, but you're... Made to have eggs and <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, 100%. Like 100%. But I know, I know. But that's what I'm getting at is like, while you're doing that, like if this is nature and that animal doesn't eat, it's going to die. You know, so it's one of those, like, you can look at it at the meant to be, quote unquote, side, you know, is is it meant to be for this animal to live? Or if this was a wild situation, that animal would die, you know, so do you think you need to try? Well, obviously you try, but like if there, there's a, there's a point to where there, there's nothing you can do, you know, and I don't know. I mean, Ryan Young, he's pretty much like, I offer him food. If they don't take it, they don't take it. Repeat it. If they don't take it, they don't take it. Eventually, if they just die. They die. That's it's kind of crude, but I was like, hey, you know, he he's got a bunch of stuff. You know, he's he's got a lot of stuff down pat. Like he knows what he's doing. So I'm, whatever. I'm kind of of that same opinion, man. Like I might yeah. would I might would assist feed, you know, just to try, but but if it's, like if it's I, not I gonna happen until they start happen. losing weight. Once they start losing weight is when I'll think about doing the assist feeding. But mm-hmm. it probably takes me another two weeks after that for me to actually do it. Right. Yeah. Even with this last one, I second guessed myself. I'm like, did me doing the assist feeding actually kill it because it went under so much stress? Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, the runt. I still have the run of that clutch. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that one was, there were a few of them that were really hard to get going, but they caught up really fast. Yeah, no, and it's now like now that like you put food, in the, you put fingers in there, they're going for it. Yeah, and it's like slow starters are one thing, but like if you like, like I said, if you have to force it down the animal's throat, I mean, I don't know. And sometimes I feel like they're just really dumb and they don't know what's what. Yeah, and it's you like you put something that, in their mouth, they're like, oh, okay, this is, is, this is food. A stick yeah, or is this like one hundred percent. Like yeah, you know, I've seen plenty of cases where once you assist feed an animal, from there on out, it's blazing for food. Yep. You know, so yeah, one hundred percent, it has its place. But I'm not going to continually do that for an animal that doesn't want to eat because I think eventually that will kill it if you stress yeah. it out that much every time it has to eat. 
Well, even yeah. like abrasions down its like throat and yeah. everything. Yeah, that you does know, worry like, me more than anything else. Like that getting infected and then yeah. just causing yeah. sepsis or something. Yeah, like claws and teeth being pushed down yeah. its throat. Well, that's and... the nice thing with tails. Is that's yeah, you don't have to worry finished. about yeah. that. But there's also not as much in tails. I as far did as... feed chicks to some stuff like a, a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and like the whole time I was feeding, I was like, I was so paranoid. I was like, it's like watching them try and work around like the beak and stuff. I was like, something's gonna happen. I was like, this yeah. is dumb. What am I doing? I don't know. After talking to Harlan about yeah. about about any type of foul, man, I I won't do it. I have. He, he just got in my head too much about it. Now I'm like, I, I'm not gonna deal with the runny shits. I'm here's, not gonna deal with carpets getting addicted to birds. Here's nope. what's strange. Like I offered the boy of the chicks. Mm-hmm. No Nothing. interest. Tuck tail and ran. <laughs> really strange. Because they're natural bird eaters, aren't yeah, they, they? I mean, they'll eat pretty much anything they yeah. can chase down but i was like they're gonna love these yeah and then they're like what is this get it hmm. away from me it's hmm. like what the hell i don't know man. So, that was surprising because i was like yeah they're gonna eat the they're gonna eat the hell out of it nope nope oh for oh and two yeah you win some you lose some <laughs> but then the brettles went nuts over one I think the female IJ went nuts over one. I, I worry. Like they were all like, hell yeah, give it in. I'll take it. I've heard too many stories of people saying, I gave my carpet one quail or chick and it never took mice after that. Like, yeah, I just, I don't see that being a problem. No one, I've how heard crazy pe- these brittles and my yeah, no, stuff are like. But I think it's all, it's, it's all on individual, man. I've heard people that like my carpet eats a straight bird diet now. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I know it's not common, but. They, you know, I mean, if the food source is readily available, it's kind of yeah. like whatever. It's just when you get to where you can't get that one food source, that's yeah. when it becomes a problem. Right. And I don't know, man. We talked to Harlan and he talked about how, you know, the, the bird bird diseases can be transferable to reptiles and stuff like that. So he just he completely stays away from birds altogether. I mean, that does make sense. They yeah. are very closely related. So that's it's he got in my head about it man because i was about <laughs> i was about like trying because i ha- I still have a bag of quail that i bought a couple years ago and i just like i i used most of them and then we talked to harlan and i was like mm, no they could they'll they can sit in the freezer if i ever decide it but you know besides my female i got them because i had a female that wouldn't eat rats you know and that that was back when i actually cared about it and so i tried to give her something that was bigger than my jumbo mice but you know about the size of a rat so i tried quail and she ate a couple of them but after a while she just she didn't want them for whatever reason so do you stick to rats or mice with the bloods uh just rats i try to get them on rats as soon as possible really they're already pretty fatty wouldn't it i feel like a rat yeah make it worse yeah they're, they're really pretty big babies generally um i'll start with mice just because in general, the mice the same size as a rat pup is going to have more meat and less fat on it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll start, you know, with the mice, but then as soon as I can transfer over to like weaned rats, I'll do, go ahead and do that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like if that if your ultimate goal is to feed rats, I definitely think that's the smartest way. I'm one of those people that like I, uh, I'll say it. I'm cheap. I, I get I get I start out with mice because they're cheaper. You can get a lot more for a little less. You know, and I just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but if you're I cutting them, a lot. like we've talked about, I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Makes a very big difference. Yeah, no, and I just, I don't know. I'm not big on, I'm not big on getting animals onto rats, like, super duper fast. I, when animals need 
medium rats, that's when I put them on rats. And if they won't take rats, then I'll just feed them a couple of mice. You know, I feel like I'm that crazy conspiracy guy who's like screaming at people downtown on top of his van about like JFK conspiracies and stuff. The whole cutting mice thing. Like everyone's like, yeah, whatever, dude, you cut your mice. Awesome. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. It works. Like I came back in time and I'm trying to warn everybody that the world's going to end in like two years (laughs) and no one believes me. Yeah. But it works, man. For a lot of for a lot of people, man, it's it's just gonna be like I know it's a quick thing, but like it's just another time consuming thing you have to do. But once you start seeing the difference, then you're like, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I'm. I'm fully on you. Do I do it? No. Why? (laughs) I just haven't done it. What I'm gonna do though, whenever I get whatever the next clutch is, that isn't Contras. Maybe Contras. (laughs) Won't be Contras because I'll get into that in a second. But oh. The Bairds and stuff, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do, like, the same experiment that they did. I'm going to have a group. One group gets the cuts. One group doesn't get the cuts. And you'll we'll see the Pepsi challenge, my friend. <laughs> you'll see it. All right. There will be a difference. I, I, I'm looking I'd forward s- to it. Speaking of which, the other night when we had Tim Morris on the Conjurecast, mm-hmm. just before I was getting ready to set up, I go to turn out all the lights because I don't have any of my lights on timers because I'm weird about it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walk in front of the tank, the the cage, to unplug the light, I hear this rustling sound. I look down, and the female has grabbed the male and wrapped him. The chondro? Yes. I thought you pulled them apart. I did. I put them back together like two oh, weeks ago. Oh, Smitty. She like bit him? <laughs> yeah. Like she, like she saw me move. He was the closest thing to her oh with a heat God. signature. She grabbed him. They fell to the floor. She was wrapped up at, for like... Maybe two seconds, then they realized, wait, you're not food. So then they let go of each other. Then they hit each other again. No, and so then I'm man. Like, fly, I f- like throw the door open. I get my hook. I'm like trying to pull the mail out. She's like looking at me like, oh, there's the real <laughs> yeah. you know? And so it's, it's a freaking clusterfuck. And so I'm like pulling out the mail and like there's blood everywhere. And like it was, Jeez, I separated. Man. I was like, I told Brahms, I was like, these things are so stupid. I want to scream. It was like, they've been together for literally weeks. This has never happened. I turn out the lights the same way every night. Like, what the hell? Jeez, dude, that's nuts. And I was that would be so nerve-wracking. Yeah, and I was worried. I was like, great, now I'm going to wake up tomorrow and the male's going to be dead for whatever reason, because oh, why see, not? Does he have any, like, They're scars or anything on him? Like, They're is there any fine. marks? Because I was like, crap. Like, she's Jeez. got big teeth. Yeah, she does. Like, she's, <laughs> like, there's... They gotta be she's long a, enough to puncture like a major organ or something. She's a like, big, she's a big girl too, man. Like that ain't no small green tree like that. She's got to be pushing five foot easily, easy or closing in. Well, that cage is like what four? Yeah, she goes that and then some. Yeah, so she's pushing five. Yeah, yeah. No, so I pulled, actually pulled her out first, <laughs> put her on top of the uh, the Brettles cage, mm-hmm. and then she kind of sat on the corner and was like staring at me. I'm like. And so I'm like trying to pull the mail out and he's getting really pissy and she's like looking at me. And so it's, oh man, I was like, you guys suck. I was like, I literally just want you to like make eggs. How hard is it? Right? Yeah, It's not that hard. Everyone else is like, oh yeah, both my females are ovulating. I got eggs coming. And I'm like, mine are sitting here ignoring each other. Your female did just breed last year though. No, it was the 2018. Really? Mm-hmm. No, because no, mm-hmm. dude, you had eggs the same year I did. Mm-hmm. I my eggs, I got my eggs a couple weeks, four years. 
Mine, my girl dropped like a week after my birthday, which yeah, was January of 2019. Yeah. But like that was last year. She dropped last year. No, they, so they locked in 2018. Okay. Well, excuse me. You carpets. You don't even know what it's like. <laughs> I'm giving, I know I'm giving my female that laid last year of the year off. I gave my gave... year off. Okay. Mine are tricking me right now, and the ones, they've been disinterested in the males for the past month now, but I haven't seen an ovulation, and ovulations and bloods and short tails is very obvious, and I haven't seen it yet, so I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I would think it wasn't obvious with how yeah, fat they are. Kind of think the same thing. <laughs> it looks like they swallow a football. Jeez. Yeah, they get huge, and then they feel so hard and heavy in that back area. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty obvious in chondros. It's the ovulation only lasts like maybe 24 yeah. hours. It's like you better be in the room when it happens because it's yeah. going to be gone as soon as you turn around. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I'm wondering. I'm like, did I miss it or like what's happening? Yeah. But I, I literally do this every year and question myself every single year yeah. and still get eggs. So I'm just like, chill, chill out. It'll all work out. <laughs> I tell you, the, the male that sired this year's clutch also sired last year's clutch. Last year's clutch, that dude is a pimp. He, he, I'm telling you, man, literally a couple weeks and I, he's out because the female's going into a prelay. Like yeah. he, he is, I don't know what, I don't know what he does. He, that dude's got the moves though. He, I put him in, I put him in for a month and then a couple weeks after, after about a month, they're apart and the females in shed. I'm like, what in the world, man? I'm talking like right away, this dude's going at it. I, I couldn't believe it, man. I had my other pair paired up for probably a month, month and a half before I even put the male in mm -hmm. with the other female. And I, that girl got eggs. Like, and oh, I, another one. I still haven't gotten it. I still haven't gotten eggs for my other pair Start yet. So Splinter Cell boy, because he's in and out. Yeah, dude. He's 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 a baller, man. He's he's awesome. Hose so. be creeping. <laughs> but yeah, it's that boy's that boy's solid. Oddly enough, I, I just like think my, my season for that pair of chondros is like come June. I have a feeling if I put them together, they'll start doing something. I mean, that's about when you did it. That is. Like, I originally yeah, paired them in June. But they were together for, like, six months before you got anything, right? But I saw more action on his part <laughs> than I have yet this year. Like, he hasn't done yeah. anything this year. Like, he stays on one end, she stays on the other, and apparently when they get close to each other and I move, they try to annihilate each other. Hmm. It's very strange. Try the... the next year try the food cycling thing harlan talks about man food cycle during the winter and then come spring start feeding them heavy and put them together maybe instead of just you know willy-nilly tossing animals around you know just how do you think they put a little thought into for it the first like 20 years i don't know i don't care exactly put a little thought into I it don't know, god and i don't care god <laughs> how many clutches are you popping out per season like how many pairs are you putting together this year? Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I'm you. sorry. I'm sorry. I don't care about you. I know. I just uh, I zoned out for a minute. Yeah, you're good. No, go ahead, April. I have three this year going, and mostly because I'm still working, so I don't want to overwhelm myself with too many babies. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, I can fit eight boxes in that incubator, but blood eggs are very big. 
And so it might take like two boxes per clutch. Mm. So I don't want to overfill uh, my incubator as well. So. Well, it's maternally incubate, right? They can, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, any of them can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I, mean, I think I remember seeing old Bushmaster ads where they had a female wrapped around eggs. Yeah, I mean, people do it. It's, I mean, anything that. Are you gonna try it at all at any point? You keep talking about it, and then yeah. you show up and you're like, "Never mind." Like, I'm not. I did. I'm not gonna lie. This year, I was gonna do it mostly because, like, I was gonna come up with some type of makeshift incubator in case, in case they ditched the eggs. But then I just dropped the money on the new incubator, and I was like, "I mean, I gotta use it." So I, yeah, decide- I think about it, and then when eggs come, I'm like, "Oh yeah. nope, never mind." Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Too scared. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, I'm talking to Tim Morris though. The first. I mean, he was like late '90s. He was breeding chondros. Mm-hmm. He did maternal incubation for a, like before they really had any commercial available incubators. Like yeah. he did maternal incubation, and he would do females. Like you give me your off, but mm. he's like they did great. I'd have a clutch of like twenty eggs. Seventeen of them would hatch. Like he did really well with it. Yeah. So that he's like he he thinks people are just kind of too scared. Like they shouldn't be so scared to do it. Yeah, no. Like everyone should do it at least once. And I kind of agree with that. But yeah, I agree with that for sure. My yeah. thing is, I only have the one adult female. Like if I had more adult females, I'd be more open to try it. But I don't want to do it to my one girl and then yeah. something happen to her and then be like, well. And th- and that's the other thing is like with the first clutch, like if it's my only one this year, I yeah. want to make sure they hatch. Yep. You know, and so if yep. I get another one, I, I think I will. And if I, I'm, I have the feeling I'm striking out on my other pairing, so I think I'm going to throw that same male or a different, not the male that's out of the clutch, but the male that I was trying to breed with the other one to a different female. And then I may let her maternally incubate um, since, you know, it'll just be, it'll be my second I one. I would just but... be worried that it would take so much out of my female. Yeah. But see, like for me, I'm even, even if I don't maternally incubate, I'm not one of those people that likes to breed back to back years like i'd rather i'd rather just give my female the year off you know do another do a different project obviously i know plenty of people will breed their stuff two years in a row but i don't know i just feel like it's a lot it's a lot of pressure to get them back up and get them rolling yeah for i agree a second I, do the, season. I do the same thing so i, I have my my t negative ivory <laughs> whenever she lays so she's a smaller female um mm-hmm. she was about 13 pounds and after she laid the eggs i weighed her and she was only seven pounds Ooh. and it took her a year and a half to get all the weight back on mm-hmm. and she looked awful so i know her specifically um she's the one that i got my t negative 007 from mm-hmm. and she just does not recoup very well from egg laying. i think that's probably the last um clutch that i'm going to have her do last time i breed her just because she doesn't bounce back it takes probably two years just for her to get to an okay weight you know right but then i have one that bounced back immediately and didn't even look like she laid eggs Mm -hmm. so (laughs) from like a business perspective it's kind of cool to be like i'm gonna pair this pairing once and it won't like this pairing the babies from this won't be available again for another like two years yeah Yeah. like that's something they do in cigars a lot they have like limited runs where they're Mm. like we only made five thousand boxes of this and that's it yeah you know that sort of like that urgency like if you want to get your hands on it like now's the time right like i kind of like that sort of limited like you're not going to be able to find this at any time right i kind of like that yeah well i don't want to have numerous the whole reason i started like thinking about breeding is because i have really expensive taste and mm-hmm. so, you know, if I get all the genetics and make it myself, I won't have to, you know, 
pay all this money to get right. these super nice animals that I want. So when I breed, it's really I keep the stuff that I wanted anyway, and then everything else is kind of you know up for grabs. And I don't really want to do a repeat pairing because I'm if I already have the babies for it, I don't need multiples right. in the collection. Right. Like I, I'm not one of those that needs you know ten T negatives. You know, I have my, I have one right now mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and that's, you know, fine by me. I just kind of want one of the, the normal form of it and the T negative form. That's kind of what I want to do in blood pythons. Mm-hmm. So making more than that is kind of silly in my eyes. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have, you know, one, you know, again, like I said, I don't, I'm not about trying to push females to bounce back quick and be ready to go another season, you know, but you know, like, like you said, April, it's, I didn't, especially if you don't have something different to go to a female, you know, if you're just going to do a repeat pairing the next year, you know, at least in carpets with green trees, I think it's a little different, you know, because they're just green, you know, (laughs) just, you know, (laughs) but you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I bred that female to the male and, you know, I got some really nice babies, but I'm not going to do it right away again, maybe in a couple of years. And I'm hoping to have something more along the, the selective breeding side for her. And, you know, maybe next year something with a little bit more banded thing because the male, the male was more striped. She was more banded. So I got a little bit of a mix. And so I want to be a little bit more selective with it, with her going forward. Cause she is a very banded animal. So that's why I feel each season you go through and progress as well. Like there's really no reason to do a repeat pairing when you can possibly get something even better. Right. You know, if, if you're doing the selective breeding and it has for me specifically with T negatives, it has, you know, the brighter red or the, the more rich coloring or the, the crisper pattern, you know, it's always evolving and getting better. So why would you want to take a step back and do a repeat when you could go forward? And I, but I do, I do also definitely see why people will do repeat pairings, you know, in reasons like with, with Bill Stegall, when he produced the sickness, when he produced the the sickness, sickness. when you produce the sickness, like, how can you not try that pairing again? You know what I mean? Like that, obviously, you know, when you have it in like an individual animal, that's like, obviously a standout, obviously like, hell yeah. You want to try and do, yeah, you know, yeah, for he sure. just he paired him again. I think this is like the third time he's paired him. Like well, the babies same, are looking cool same too. Same pairing, yeah. Yeah, and he hasn't hit another one like like the second uh, sense. I don't, I don't think he said. I think some of the babies he got from the recent pairing. Some of the babies. There's said two look of them that look like similar. they're look yeah. similar. Yeah, they they look like they're starting to develop more of that same look. And I could also see it in like if a pairing just they always produce super nice mm-hmm. animals. Like yeah, if they're animals that people want, and, you know, you know they'll they'll go. And or if you're trying to continue a line, and you know, fucking. But I mean, if, if you come out with like mediocre or crummy animals, please right. don't do that again. Yeah, well, that's no, the issue like... with crested geckos is people get petco cresteds, which usually don't look like anything really that outstanding. They're not anything special. Yeah. It's a gecko. And they get them, and then they breed them, and then they keep getting eggs, they keep getting babies, and they're like, well, I can't sell them, and it's because breeders don't want them. Like, yeah. yep. I hate, I, I've said in the past a million times, like, I hate... Said it once, we'll say it again. Yeah, I hate, like, <laughs> pet quality cresteds, and I hate breeder quality cresteds. Yeah. Even though, I mean, there is clearly, like, breeders don't want the Petco cresteds. Right. They want lily whites, they want harlequin, like, really nice tricolors, like, they want right. really nice geckos. And, I mean, that makes sense, because you want to produce really nice stuff. 
Exactly. But people then breed these pretty average Cresteds, and they can't figure out why no one wants them, and so they end up, like, giving them away to somebody. And the female keeps popping out eggs. Yeah. It's like there is, like, there. I guess there there does have to be a, a, law, a, a line that's drawn. Yeah. A lawn that's drawn. A lawn that's drawn. And, and I mean, there is a place for pet store quality, Definitely. you know, as well as the breeder quality. But if you're, if you're going to breed, have intentions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're going to breed to give to pet stores or sell to pet stores, then do that. But know that that's the intention. Not that you think you're going to make a bunch of money off right. of it. Yeah, and, and and do some you know subpar pairing. The two things that you definitely want to look at, like with a pairing, is like one, what what's the market you're going for, like you were just saying, and then two, be prepared to keep every single one. Mm-hmm. Like yep. that, that is what I tell everybody. If you are not prepared to keep every single animal that you produce, do not breed. That's I think that's in, in yeah. chondros especially. There's like this sort of a gap because you have imports, like cheap imports. And you have really high-end stuff. Yep. And there's really not a whole lot of in-between. And that's something cool that Bill has talked about is just doing some sort of like regular Bioc pairings like I've been doing. Yeah. Like having a captive-bred starter, quote-unquote, Chondro. Yeah. That it, isn't going to break the bank, but if someone wants to get into Chondros, they're not going to go with a cheap import that's going to yeah, ruin the experience it, for them, but they're also not taking a second yeah. mortgage out on their home. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're not spending $200 mm-hmm. on some might infested import but they're not spending 1500 on some because that's what i consider designer condo i don't like i don't want to sell my babies for 900 dollars. i don't no. think they're worth that like no. they're not anything spectacular the parents aren't like some stellar designer line it's just a pair of biox yeah like, that was my first clutch yeah like they're not they're not expensive condos yeah they're not import cheap yeah but they're definitely not at least in the condor world right in the carpet world, six hundred bucks is a is a hunk of money, but <laughs> you're, you're fancy ass, you're fancy ass chondro. But it's so interesting, like how much snakes go for, and what one person thinks is expensive, and another <laughs> is just like, oh, that's nothing. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. It's like, and, it, and it's all about like I've seen Apodora for like six hundred bucks, and I'm like, oh my god, that's a steal. Yeah. And then then I'll see a carpet that's like nice, but then they're like, yeah, it's six hundred. I'm like, that's that's, like, nope. that's a lot that's a lot of money you know but for you know apodora yeah i'd be forking over 600 mm-hmm. bucks if i had it in a second but... i see that with some conjures all the time i'm like yeah, why yeah. is that that expensive yeah like it'll be have awesome genetics it'll come from an awesome family tree doesn't really look like much which i mean that doesn't mean that that isn't there like you can't not that you can't breed that to something and get some awesome stuff but it's kind of like is that you know is, is it really worth what you're saying it's yeah it's, worth. it's only worth what someone will pay for it exactly. yeah and i mean at the end of the day you know it's the whole all in the eyes of the beholder thing and it's mm-hmm. like if it's your animals and you want 900 dollars for that animal and that, but that will buy it eventually yeah it's like if that's what you want and that's the only thing that'll get it out of your hands and you're okay not selling it then yeah mm-hmm. leave it up for 900 dollars. if it sells it sells mm-hmm. but if you're cool keeping it cool you know if that's what you want to do it, but there there also is the whole killing the market line and with all that but that's See, a, i don't really, I don't it, really think that's a thing 
It shouldn't be, no. It really shouldn't be. But I, that's the one thing people complain about one a lot. One person when, can't ruin the market. No, you know exactly. I mean? like, one it's person like these, breeding something, I firmly believe you can't crash yeah, a market this is what This is what I'm selling my animals for. I'm not, I don't speak for anybody else but myself. These are, what, these are worth to me. This is what I want for it. We see it with brettles. You know? like yeah. Stone washers, when they first came out, they were crazy expensive. And of course, just like any other morph, over time, it drops and drops mm-hmm. and drops because the well, supply catches supply up with the demand. And demand. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But when you have more of them, people, you know, they're more available. They're not going to be as expensive. I eye on rough scales for that same reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't even talk about rough scales. In for least... me, it's freaking palmetto corn snakes. I'm, <laughs> I've been eyeing those for years. <laughs> And I'm just like, all right, when's the price coming down low enough? Corn snake, <laughs> corn snake guys are people are going nuts over palmettos, man. Like those, there's I mean, so they're, many heads floating. They're around so now. crazy looking, man. And man. for me, I'm just like, no, I'm not even gonna bother with the heads. I'm just gonna go visual. Palmetto, going, all the way, falling out, going, yeah. going the distance. Well, He's I mean, I don't keep corns distance. for breeding them really. Mm-hmm. Like I have some that I will, like I, ha- I paired up something last year. Which, speaking of still having babies left over, I still have babies of those. <laughs> So, you know, I, I don't, it's, that's not a, a main thing for me. I just started with corn snakes mm-hmm. and absolutely love them. I'll so. always have a soft spot for them. Yeah. Yeah. There was yeah, one. And I always man. wanted to scale this, so I got a scale this finally, you know. And There was some at Daytona, so and I wish I could remember what they were because they look so cool. They look like a green berm. Oh, that's cool. Like a green motley berm. Was it a corn? It was corn snake. Okay. But the colors were like identical to that. Hmm. It was very cool, and I cannot. It, it was the same table that I got the, uh, that female bearage from, the Travis Weisler, mm-hmm. Wisely, Whistler. <laughs> I don't. Whistler. Really cool. Wisely, Whistler. Weisler, something. <laughs> it was really cool looking. I wish I'd taken a picture yeah. of it. Corns are cool, man. Those will always be like corns. Will always be like home for me mm-hmm. in the reptile yeah, that's hobby because like that corn snakes were my very first experience with snakes ever. My when I was seven years old, my friend had had some corn snakes and a little baby he had was chewing on my finger when I didn't even <laughs> while I was looking away and I just thought it was adorable. And, but you know, corns are always just like home base for me, man. I don't know, they're the OGs for me. I haven't seen any action out of mine yet either. It's just early for everything, I think. Your corns, I think, are still small. If you ask me, what? Yeah. Corns will be going like starting now or next month, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. That female's, she may not be big, but she's plenty old, plenty old enough. I've had that snake for like four or five years, dude. Mm. Okay. She's mature. All right, whatever. Whatever you want, bro. I don't know. <laughs> she just—I <laughs> swore the last time I saw her, she was just little. They're probably thinking of the male. The male's not very big. Might, uh, but I don't need the male to be big. I need no, you're to right. Be hey, I didn't say I, need I didn't. In the mood. I didn't bring up the male, Justin. I don't need your sass. All right, just. <laughs> Keep it down. All right. I'm getting rowdy. <laughs> Alrighty. Well. What are the plans for designer exotics in the future, the near future, what, the extended future? What will we see from you? You'll be seeing more selective breeding for the T-negative mm-hmm. albinos. I don't think a lot of work has been done on the T-positive. But not a lot of work has been done on T negative. So I know there's a select group of us that are working to selectively breed those and have consistent, you know, beautiful normals as well as the T negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be seeing that for me. And then 
I, you know, have the dream that everyone else has, right, where you do the reptiles full time. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping in the next couple years that I'll be able to do that. Um, so you'll be seeing a lot more uh, videos on YouTube. I actually like doing videos on Instagram more than YouTube. So yeah, you'll be seeing yeah. more of that. Yeah, you've been doing some live stuff, right? Yeah, I do Snake Room Saturdays <laughs> on YouTube and Instagram. I just have nice. both going at the same time and do that. And then you get so much more views, actually, on Instagram when you, you put do. the videos on there. Instagram, than IGTV, I've told him. like, Yeah. I will get, I, I'm not even kidding, four times the amount of views. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really will. Then I will get on YouTube in like yep. literally a month. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it. exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. And so I'm like, I still put them up on YouTube. Yeah. So they're like there, but I mean, Instagram, I, I put them up on Facebook, both. it's taking over it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, where but can, yeah, that's where that's can what people you'll be seeing more you? of. So our website is designerexotics.net. Um, and then you have us on Instagram, it's designer underscore exotics, as well as on Facebook, designer exotics and YouTube designer exotics. Awesome. awesome. And if you want to friend me, it's April Justine on Facebook. <laughs> awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely yeah, really appreciate you having us. I got to say, you are one of the easiest people to talk to. Well, that's been great. Very Thank easy. you. Yeah, I got. I got to say, I've never spoke. I feel like I'm. We may have chatted at Carpet. I honestly don't know if we talked at Carpet Fest. If I'm being 100 percent honest, I don't think. I, on, yeah, I'm I not don't, honestly sure. Either. I don't think we did, but like, yeah, I just say we didn't really. Yeah, but talking to you here is just super easy. You're you're super chill, and it, it, I I really like what y'all are about. It's. What are I you like doing? It. I don't know. I was cord. looking at the cord, and I just like <laughs> Jesus. I fiddling. Just, yeah, no, squirrel. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right so yeah guys thanks for having me on i appreciate it yeah Absolutely. thanks for coming on we will holler at you later man. yeah we'll be in touch all right guys have a good night yeah bye bye all right bye episode 69. 69 she is very easy to talk to yeah man that was real that was yeah that was really easy it's great it was a good it was a good Good reintroduction to being yes. back into the real world, man. I feel like I've been. I think in maybe that's part of it. You had your little break. You came back refreshed, bright eyed, and bushy tailed. Came back. I feel like it came back strong. It's like I said. It's been a. It's been a long couple weeks, and this last week is. Just, it just feels like a big fog, you know, between emotions and everything. You know, it's. It's been rough, but I'm glad to be back in back in the real world and back doing back doing this i can focus on something else for a while so that was good it was good episode so check out april justine and terrell zeigler mm -hmm. uh, of designer exotics we'll have to get terrell on for an episode for Definitely. uh for a de part two put in get, get a little list going because yeah brian hayes brian hayes i know he's probably listening you better be checking your inbox, boy, because I'm coming to find you. Yep. Because you're going to be coming for you. Because it's, it's bolo time. I told you, dude, I told you a while ago I wanted him on. I know. Before we even met him at Carpet Fest, I told you I wanted Brian on. Yeah. So we're coming for you, Brian. It's happening. Derek. Derek, too. I'm coming for you, Derek. I'm not even going to say your last name because you, you know. You know. You know. You know. So we're coming for you, too. Don't don't worry. I also want to get old, uh, I want to get McIntyre on. Good luck. Really? Let me know how that goes. Really? Hard to pin him down? I think so. Paul, Paulie boy. Come on, Paul. 
Oh, wait. I thought you were talking about Owen. No. I was Paul. like, what? Yeah, Paul. Paul McIntyre. DJ Pauly D? <laughs> yeah, I want to get Paul on. We need to get James Lewis on, too. And Carly. And Carly. Together. Yeah. Do a reptile gumbo. Well, no, I, podcast. I think... Okay, I, I think we should have them both on, but I also think we should do individual episodes. Just because yep. I, I think in, in individuals, you know, it can... It's easier to get to, get to know the Dig person. deep. Yeah. Get, get down really to the nitty gritty. Really get into the cracks and crevices yeah. of the person's soul. See what it tastes like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we got we got a list. We're going to make one. Phil. We're going to get Phil, Phil. on. Phil. We need to get... Yeah, Phil on every week if I could. Dude, we, we need to have... You know, he can be a sit-in anytime, dude. You just want him on just to be there. Because he, he, I'm not going to consider him a guest anymore. He's no longer a guest on the show. He's just Phil. So he's just going to be there. You're the executive contributor. <laughs> yeah, Billy's the same way. He's just he's not a guest anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just Billy. He's part of us. Yeah. So is Phil. Um, but we need to have another episode with Sean, too, because I... <laughs> A redo? Yeah, no, not a redo, <laughs> just a repeat, man. Like, yeah, I was so mad, man. Like, ah, oh, I was. Yeah, I was kind of uh, like, man, I'm like this is like the one episode. I know, gonna miss. man. I was, I was, you, I don't even want to talk about it, man. Like, you have no idea. God, it's like Phil, you get to be Jake for a night. I, uh, when he told me that, I was like, oh, no, Phil's gonna sit in for me, man. Come on, no, oh but it works God. out because Sean is working on a design for Rex for Venomous Second Lock. Yeah, it's yeah. It's gonna be no, like the one that I it. have. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be pretty sweet. Yeah, he's he was supposed to send me pictures and he didn't. That bitch. <laughs> what Phil or Phil? Sean? Not Sean. Uh, I was about to say I don't Phil. think you'd call him a bitch yet. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of a lot of stuff to come. Nipper. Yeah, we gotta get old nipple back on. <laughs> I love that motherfucker, man. <laughs> oh, man. That was, I gotta say, his episode was one of the most fun episodes I think we had. He's a trip, dude. <laughs> that dude is... He's uh, gonna be here stateside in September. No way. Is he gonna come down I'm this gonna way? I'm gonna try and convince him to. He I better. think he's gonna be spending a lot of time out west. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but, damn it, if he's gonna be in, like, Jacksonville or something, then come on. Like, I'm gonna make a trip down there. Oh, yeah. I don't care if I drive three hours to be there for 30 minutes. Dude, even if he's like, even if he's like five, six hours away, I'd probably drive to just to go hang out with him for a day or something. Just cause. If, as long as he doesn't call me weird names. <laughs> little chocolate bear. I don't understand the chocolate. He keeps <laughs> calling me chocolate bear and I don't understand it. It's I so looked it up. Funny, there's, there's no like British version of the urban dictionary. Cause I was like trying to look it up and figure out. I was like, what does chocolate bear mean he in just, British slang? And it doesn't exist. I'm like, what? He told what me, this? he told me it's just a term of endearment, man. Ch- I don't like it. It's a chocolate bear. It's kind of weird. Chocolate I feel like bear. there's something else going on, like an undertone <laughs> that I'm completely unaware of and oblivious to. And he just finds it hilarious and I cannot figure out what it means. Nah, man. I feel like it's some sort just, of sexual reference. I mean, it probably is. It's never, but there's it's some, disturbing. There's a little chocolate bear, man. <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't ask for it. Oh my god! I don't want to be the chocolate bear. You can it. be the chocolate bear. <laughs> no, man. You've been dubbed the chocolate bear. I mean, there bear. may be someone in the UK who can message us and tell us. Yeah. What chocolate? Bear or you can just ask Nipper. He won't tell me. I've asked. 
He just gives me the little wink emoji. It's even creepier. <laughs> he just sends me the little wink emoji, and then he just giggles. I'm like, this is not helping. Oh, my God. He just told me it's a term of endearment, man. That's because I asked him. I was when like, was the last time you ever heard someone call someone chocolate bear? He's British. What? No, I haven't heard that because I'm not from there. Fuck. If it's, if it's the British thing, no. You know what would be awesome? If he came here and we did an episode with him. Live. Right at this table. Absolutely. God, we would get so trashed. Love it. He wouldn't. He he complains about our alcoholic beverages here. He says, "No, he doesn't drink." That it's American piss. No. Were the terms he used for me? So no. Thank you. No. Anyways, Alrighty. yeah. Episode sixty nine. Thank you again to April Justine, designer exotics, for coming on. Thank you to Mr. Sean Wagner of MP Cages and Exotics. And Please go check him out. Facebook, Instagram. If you're looking for racks, if you're looking for cages. He's doing some really up. cool stuff. If you haven't listened Hit to the episode up. we did with him, check it out. He can tell you about sort of the, some of the stuff that's sep- the, make, separating him from the competition. Steve check Snake out Steve, Steve Snakeshuary. And... Sorry, I got a hiccup in the middle of that. Check him out. Check out his hot sauce. Check out his Snakeshuary. Just all that good stuff. All that good stuff, man. We got the best sponsors in the world. We couldn't, couldn't be more happy and honored to to have them a part of our good people our little with. our little our little team so but we'll uh, see y'all later later